Hello and welcome to another episode of You Can't Scare Me. And on this episode, we're doing episode number four. And before we get started with anything, I just want to say, I was like messing around. I, I went into my closet. I was like doing some cleaning and uh, I found mm-hmm. I found this camera. Oh. And uh, I, I was like, oh, this is a weird camera. And, you know, I just took a picture of Rachel and... Sure. Yeah. So the picture, there's nothing in it. Like where she was standing, she it's mm. just in the picture, she's not there. Hmm. Then, you know, today rolls around and we're about to start the podcast and she is gone. Like what? I don't know where she went. What? Yeah. I don't that's bizarre. It's the, I could tear up the photo because that might release her in about 2 hours. Hey guys, welcome. Um yeah, uh we're being cutesy about it, but <laughs> Rachel is not going to be joining us for this episode. Um I'm super bummed about it. You're super bummed about it. We're all bummed about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we are here to talk about what is quintessentially the most unbummer goosebumps episode ever. This shit right here is I'm just going to say it right off the bat. Fire? The best Goosebumps book we have mm. ever read. And we've read f- three. We've read three. We've read four now. So, <laughs> okay, we are qualified to say this. This is good. This is good book right here. This book is a good book. This is good eating. The good eating for your for your brain. For your brain. <laughs> for, your, for your developing child brain. <laughs> so, before we get started, Mario, did you want to set the stage? Uh, yes. Well, first of all, let me say this. Yes. Hi, it's me, Mario, the cool ghoul who's everybody's pal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now that I've said that. I wish I had a catchphrase. <laughs> I'd love to talk about the historical context of this, the historical context of this book. <laughs> Go for it. But only as it applies to film and television and video games. Okie dokie. Um, okay. This book was published. This book, Say, Cheese, and Die, was published in November 1992. Okay, Monster Blood was published in September of 1992. So the window of time in which I'm I did my historical data collating, you know, mm-hmm. I is two months, right? Okay, so in October, all right, let's talk about what was in the cinema October 1992. Um, first of all, let's just lead with the winner here. It's Mighty Ducks, baby. Oh, baby! They're on ice. They're gonna do the hockey. They're gonna shoot that puck, and they're gonna get the goals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> spoken like someone who has not seen the Mighty Ducks. I have watched it. I have watched it. <laughs> Didn't um, they, they did like the quack. What was it? The, the I remember uh, the, they did the, the flying. The v flying V was is there, obviously. But yeah. they did. They do the quack, 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 quack. quack. I think I seem to remember that, or I've imagined it, but it would be a better movie if they did. Um, also, in 1992 October, okay, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. So mm-hmm. get your coffee is for closers. <laughs> this is a big one for me. Candyman came out in October 1992. Oh, boy. Fucking classic, folks. Excellent peak horror stuff here. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. before the foot stuff started with Quentin Tarantino, so that's exciting. Well, it may have already been there, but it didn't percolating. get into... <laughs> it was percolating, yes. <laughs> Films of November, okay. Now the start and just tell you the bodyguard came out. Big deal movie. We all know I will always love you. Great. 
song. Everyone loves it. Coppola's Dracula came out, which means we get to think about for just like take a minute, take a minute and think about Keanu Reeves doing a British accent and remember that. And we all enjoyed that. (laughs) It's very good. I've seen many strange things already. Bloody wolves chasing me through some blue inferno. Aladdin, highest grossing film of the year. Woo! Woo! And a little film called Home Alone 2, (gasps) Lost in New York. Oh my God. Which has (laughs) a different meaning when you watch it now, but yes. Oh yeah, unfortunately. Certain scenes Um, have different contexts. (laughs) TV October, Cartoon Network's founded, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, X-Men premiered on October 31st. We've talked about X-Men and the 1992 thing before, I believe, but it premiered Mm -hmm. on October 31st. Excellent. Wonderful. Ghost Rider (gasps) premiered. On October 4th of 1992. I have not thought of the show Ghost Rider until just now. From when <laughs> I watched it until right now when you mentioned it. I have, you have unlocked a memory in my brain. I don't think I ever watched a full episode of Ghost Rider in my entire life, but it was always there. It was like, it was a show. <laughs> you know how it was when you'd be watching TV and then you're like... It, probably you're 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 a kid you can't do anything else everything's boring so like you're watching tv and then ghost rider comes on you're like no this is too boring even for me like i can't do this like i I can't do this i'm gonna go like look at a puzzle or something (laughs) yeah 100 like there's a reason why it was locked away in my brain in a closet and it's that memory has a bunch of dust on it (laughs) like i don't think it was that good i don't think it was worth remembering i'd like to note that nothing premiered on television in uh, November of twenty of 1992. However, Nick Arcade did end, so that's a sad day. Aww. Uh, video games, November 21st, 1992. They happened. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 came out. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. First appearance of Tails, Miles, Miles Tails Brower. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like we talked about Night Trap and Mortal Kombat, but they both came out in October of 1992. Uh, I would also like to note the top video game rentals in november wow for this for the ness where it was adventure island 3 don't know what that is no. sega uh, genesis had the at nfl sports talk football 93 mm. but the snes had street fighter 2 oh man top rental for like three months dude in 992 <laughs> like i remember pl- playing against the ai and that the cpu and that and just losing over and over as a kid and just being like what I guess this is the game. Yeah, I remember when I got that from my home. Yeah, for ownership, I was like, "Whoa, this is a big deal." This is it was a big moment in my life because it unlocked an, a, an obsession with two D fighters that has persisted. Uh, also, um, Bill Clinton was elected in November of nine ninety two. I don't know if that matters or not, mm. historically speaking, but it is true. Historically speaking, I mean, historically speaking, I, I mean, you know. guess is he more or less important than M Bison? Less. Thank you. <laughs> I, I agree. Asked and answered. Yes, asked and answered. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So, uh, if that's it for the historical roundup, no other history happened in the in the, the intervening two months. Nothing yeah. of note. Who cares? Yep. Moving on. <laughs> we have our second section, which is our three sentence summary mario you have done a lot so far and i'm asking you to do a little bit more hit us with that three sentence summary of goosebumps chapter or episode four say cheese and die okay all right let me think about this okay fuck us up 
Um, all right, so Greg and his three friends go into a spooky old house and find a camera. The camera predicts the future, but bad. Okay. <laughs> Hijinks ensue? <laughs> there you go. Yep. Like, is that the, yep. I feel mm-hmm. like that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> there are a few more specifics in there, but you, yeah, that's the gist. You got I think it. That's the whole story. I Nailed don't, it. Like, it's it's like simple, but like that's what makes for a great Goosebumps book. I was just gonna say it's like the thing that separates this from Monster Blood in in direct contrast is that like this has one idea. It's just the one idea the whole time. Yep. And the mm-hmm. idea is very clear. And you can do a lot with it. You can take a bunch of photos and you can keep doing new things with photos. Yeah. But you don't have to like try to complicate the photos, you know? Yeah. And the magic system is like pretty fucking simple up until it gets kind of, you know, fucked up with until it. the end when it's. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. When it becomes incredibly funny. But it's not like. It's also. The other thing that happens with this book is. Unlike Monster Blood, not only does it set up a premise for Say Cheese and Die, which is, you know, the cover is that, which we've got to talk about the covers. we got to talk, yes. The the fact that it sets up this idea and the summary of the book actually sets up the idea that, like, there is a camera. It predicts the future, but badly. Yeah. And it's wrong and awful and bad. But right at the beginning of the, of the book, guess what we're doing? We're finding that fucking camera within like a yeah. couple chapters and shit happens. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Compared to Monster Blood, oh my, oh god. my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you Jovial Bob or Jesus Seal Bob Stein. You have you are our you. savior. Thank you whatever like the Holy Spirit then come down <laughs> and, and guided Arlstein's pen to write a book where the events that matter happen in the first two chapters. <laughs> it's so, oh, such a breath of fresh air. But um, yeah, this uh, I, we need to talk about the covers, okay? Yes. Let's talk yes, about please. them covers. Can we talk about the covers? I've been dying to talk about the covers. Absolutely, <laughs> we need to talk about the covers. The covers. Let's start with the cover, the main cover, the 1992 cover of Tim Jacobus's. Yep, Jacobus's classic work. So this cover is uh, the main color is red. So the Goosebumps lettering is red. You got a little light blue underneath. That's the kind of two tone, the wonderful Goosebumpsian like uh, two tone. Uh, cover well yeah because it's like it's you've got you've got the the uh, well yeah so go on sorry you you describe it and then i'll the two-tone thing is interesting i was gonna say yeah absolutely uh, mainly because it's it's red so it kind of looks like yeah kind of looks like blood y'all kinda a little looks bit like... it's a little yeah it's a little threatening huh yeah this is one of those books where it's like oh boy i think they actually changed the cover in the yeah they totally did in uh the reprint the 2003 reprint um the uh, the color the two the dual tone is blue and the lettering is orange. Oh, so they changed it. So I guess they don't like they don't like that blood. That's so weird. That's such a weird change. Like it 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 is it has to be red. Like it just needs to be red. Yeah, die. This is this this book. It has, has die on the cover. Yeah, it says literally die. Die. <laughs> say cheese and die. It's got an exclamation mark in it. By the way, say cheese and die. Uh, exclamation mark. Uh, to quote R.L. Stein, say cheese and die. <laughs> Our classic Goosebump story is called Say Cheese and Die. <laughs> Say Cheese and Die. 
But yeah, so the cover is a Polaroid, a wonderful little Polaroid of a picture of a family barbecue. We've got the two kids, the, the girl and the boy. We've got the mom and the dad. The dad's got a little chef thing, but there's that weird thing that's different about everything. There's skeletons and it's amazing. This looks like a great party, first of all. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, this, I don't, I've never had like a traditional family barbecue like this, but this looks like it is the best. Especially if you're a skeleton while you're doing all this stuff. I think that's awesome, yeah. I, I think anyone would be lucky to participate in the party exactly like this as a skeleton. I just, um, it's it's very good that the uh, ladies in this shot have kept their hair. So they're skeletons with like long flowing hair. <laughs> it's very yes. funny to me. <laughs> yes. I also literally just now noticed, despite knowing ahead of time that that was the case, that the skeleton in the blue um tank top is a lady skeleton because yes. of that ponytail i thought it was her arm the entire time and it was just a dude with a huge pompadour <laughs> but it, it, the thing is that makes even less sense because there's not a yeah, sister in this book <laughs> there's no sister so the cover is uh yeah wrong yeah it, there but the, but there's there's something to that yes what is it well, you you know you know what it, I, I I mean I think I know I, I I assume I assume this to be true I don't know this for a fact I assume that Tim Jacobus as usual did not know anything about this book whatsoever except the title and drew just an amazing off the cuff drawing of what he thought that would be about one hundred percent and um, the thing is. I mean, we'll get to it, but this does appear in the book. Yes, it does. But not as much as you would think it would. Yeah, it's kind of weird. We're getting we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but uh, be prepared for that. Uh, that that discussion is going to be great. Um, but yeah, so that was the American cover. So good, Chef's Kiss, excellent cover. Like, like if I were a child and I was looking for a book to read, right, and I saw this on the bookshelf instantly i would want to buy this book instantly 100 yes, yeah uh, i mean uh, I, so many of the goosebumps books are just just good like works of art yeah like, and it's when they're on the shelf it's just like it's such a small book such a small time commitment and i said it before in episode one where these really feel like trading cards yeah it's like you see them there and it's just like i need to have this yeah even if i don't read it all the way even if it's, it's just on my shelf i feel like i, I need this i need yeah. it it's just a good the, the whole package is just good holistically it's great yeah so are there some other covers that yeah, we should talk well, okay, about? Yeah, okay, so let's let's talk about most directly, right? The 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 um classic Goosebumps reprint, right? Because we talked about this last time. Yes. Where they the way these have changed. Um so the the reprint, the classic Goosebumps version show depicts a camera on the ground in the hands of someone who appears to be maybe deceased. <laughs> and in the viewfinder of that camera, or in the lens, the lens yeah. uh, is is a skeleton. Okay, is a is a skull. <laughs> it is a skull. It is just lying on the ground. I think it's fine. I think the cover is fine. I don't think it's nearly as evocative as the original. It's it's muddier. It it doesn't it doesn't communicate what's happening like uh directly it or as cleanly as the original version well it also implies that the camera user has died which is not what 
the title implies. Like, yeah, you, the title is all about taking pictures and then the person in the picture. That's why the original cover is so good because it's 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 a frame the, of a frame. It's like yeah, yes, yes. The I was gonna say the two tone background. It's actually the like table or wall that the photo is like being laid on. Right. Uh, because you are you are definitively looking at a picture that someone has taken and it's skeletons like mm -hmm. it communicates everything you need to know immediately like it, it, it just works shit, shit, shit works like that you know it's just like <laughs> damn i got it i got i got it i got it and then the yeah the new one is just i, I don't all the new ones man they're just lacking that 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 spark yeah so uh but moving internationally right jumping across the, the, the pond as it were uh, I talked about Japanese covers before. Monster Blood didn't have a, a particularly good one, and Dunn didn't have one at all. Um, but Seiji's and Die. Oh my god. <laughs> Cursed Camera is what it's actually called in, <laughs> yeah. in Japanese. Is excellent. I, I love this photo, this, this, this cover. I think this cover is great. Yet again, it's like you're looking at a camera viewfinder, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but it's it's three skeletons, so more accurate to the actual book itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, like the the skeletons are loving it. Like the there's a skeleton up front giving a peace sign in the camera. It's amazing. I love it. It's so good. And like the 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 skeletons have personality too. It's so it's so wild because like even the dad in the background holding the stake, you're like, this is such big dad energy coming off this person. Like I know. And the kid in the front is so clearly a kid, yeah. Like kind of, kind of, sort of photobombing what would be a traditional photo, yeah. Of this, but they're all skeletons, and it's just so, it's so well done. And I love, I love the viewfinder angle. Yes, the developed Polaroid is it's definitely more in line with the actual story. But if this were, if this story, Jovial Bob, if you're listening, updating some of these stories to be more in line with like oh yeah the stuff that happens today like you know cell phones smartphones and all that shit this one would work really well like doing a live feed where it's just like you know and then you could have your friends being like oh that's just a snapchat filter but then yeah 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 actually that's true this is an easy story to keep the thing again again this goes back to why the story is excellent it's like this story you could easily tell it set 10 years in the future, 20 years in the future, and you could still be something there, right? Yeah. Like, this just works. Absolutely. Can we talk about the Korean cover, please? Can we talk about the Korean? <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Korean cover. It's like, okay, it's a camera producing a, a Polaroid, right? Yep. So that's good. But instead of, like, showing a skeleton or an event, <laughs> it just shows, a, like, a ghost screaming. <laughs> like distorting their entire face uh, nothing but white in their eyes hands to like home alone uh home like, aloneing it, home yeah. aloneing it but their their teeth are like all gnarled and their mouth is just like in this elongated o and it's it yeah it's it, these covers man they're so people were having fun with this like okay uh sweden 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 i don't know what's going on in sweden's cover except that okay the camera is a face for one thing <laughs> it, yeah like the bulbs uh, there's usually only one bulb but in this case there are two bulbs yeah at the top left and top right corner and, and the lens is, like a, is a big old nose the and it's like it's like <laughs> popping photos out of its mouth yeah it's like first of all the camera is sitting in like a puddle of melted cheese yes very delicious i don't know why that's there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything's like melting into it, and it's very odd. But like, uh, people were really were bored in the slopes of this of this one. They were. This is like this is good. 
Now, uh, there's one that's actually legitimately frightening. Like I can't imagine kids not wanting to wa- not wanting to buy the book because of the Italian cover. The Italian cover. It's a really really well done. Like the Polaroids is super gritty. Like they even rendered uh, the the th- like fingerprints on the Polaroid, like uh, like a dusty fingerprint. Yeah, and it's just this crazy looking really well drawn skull with red glowing eyes and it's just yeah it's just like you got jump scared by a skull on this cover <laughs> yeah it's it's so good it's really really good like they're all tr- doing different things and some are having more fun with it than others but like what is going on y'all are, like, everyone got understood the assignment completely in this one. Oh man and this dutch one holy shit <laughs> The Dutch one, I mean, it's it works, but like I don't see. I don't know about this one now that I think about it because this reads is more of like a um. This is more of like a Hardy Boys cover. It does look like a Hardy Boys story to me. Yeah, this looks. Like, it's just a kid sitting on some stairs, a girl taking a photo. So that does not happen in this book at all. Right. Uh, and then uh, in the top corner is a. It looks like a looking at a window even. Yeah. Uh. Of this kid on the stairs, but he's like lying down and there's some blood by his mouth. It doesn't really pop. Yeah. So it doesn't so read. Yeah. The the Dutch cover A for effort, I guess. <laughs> like, I guess. Also, I have to say, like the Portuguese cover, and I think there was another cover that, that did this, but I can't find it right now. But at the very least, the Portuguese cover just did a horizontal flip of the original cover. Yeah. And yeah. it's really weird. Like why did Well, you know how in some countries south of the equator the toilet water goes the other way? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some other countries they just have to all all pictures come out opposite. Oh yeah, like like manga? You know how you read manga like opposite? That's exactly like it's exactly like manga. Yeah, it's, yes. Yeah. They they try to print it the other way, but it just comes yeah, out. Just, <laughs> it just comes out this way. But, uh, this is off uh, subject, but um, I, have, I love Amazon reviews for for manga. That's that's oh like, boy. oh, this was printed wrong. It's all opposite. It's all <laughs> how did they fuck up so badly? Anyway, I love that shit. Also, can we talk real real quick, just really quick about the French t- title? I knew you're gonna bring this up because <laughs> it's great. I I love it. It's like it's so weird. It's such a str- like. Again, kid camera, okay, whatever. But the kid's like looking at you, the reader, like, get a load of this guy. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> and in the background is the the nominal, I guess, sort of villain of the story. Is that him? Is that is that who uh, he who shall not be named yet? Yeah, I think so. I he's wearing a suit. I know. He doesn't look like a steampunk scientist at all. There's like a red curtain behind this just it doesn't read like it doesn't indicate what this book is about it does not it's just like okay so at some point in this book a child will point a camera at me the reader and an old man will appear and go boog boog boo (laughs) oh uh so the name is dangerous photos dangerous photos yeah dangerous photos (laughs) (laughs) dangerous photos you know that sounds like the name of a made for tv thriller yeah yeah 100 percent uh, so before we get on to everything, uh, to the main event, I just wanted to quickly say, uh, regarding the title of Say Cheese and Die, that, um, I learned that the title for Say Cheese and Die came from a set, a, a, a thinking, uh, or a, what is it called? A brainstorming session okay. with R.L. Stein, where he was trying to write like names for this book and, on a whim, at the very end of it, he decided, 
I'm just going to write a joke title in here. And that joke title was Say Cheese and Die. Do you think Dangerous Photos was one of the original? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Dangerous Photos. It's it's just great to know that, um, you know, uh, R.L. Stein was struggling with this and then just decided to say fuck. Actually, that's an interesting point, too, because I read uh, that um, Tim Jacobus also, uh, this was the first book in the Goosebumps line of books when he was drawing the cover where he realized that uh, Goosebumps isn't serious, like trying to scare kids. It's like ah. a mixture of comedy and like spooks interesting that does explain some things i know right yeah that makes sense yeah because it, it is like a goofier cover yeah interesting yeah yeah absolutely so yeah let's get to the main event and let's talk about the plot of say cheese and die can i also okay so i have to say this to begin with yes uh i listen to the audiobook of this same. Uh, because I, I'm trying a new style where I where I don't uh, spend like 20 hours reading a children's book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, good good call. The audiobook narrator for this book, Johnny Heller, is his name. Okay, and mm-hmm. I will say this first of all: he's much better than the previous narrator. Yes. But he sounds exactly like Hollywood actor Hector Elizondo. <laughs> oh. That's mu- that must have been why I was okay. He yeah. sounds exactly like Hector Elizondo. It's bizarre to me. <laughs> I gotta do a, a, a an analysis like in post. I'll, I'll I'll inject it here where I'll just play Hector Elizondo and then what's the name of the the um this guy? I forget his name. Johnny Heller. John. Yeah, Johnny Heller. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo. You're watching Storyline Online, brought to you by the Screen Actors Guild Foundation and Book Pals. Today I'll be reading something special. A very special story and a favorite of my granddaughter. When she was smaller, of course. Somebody Loves You, Mr. Hatch, is the story today. Scholastic Audio presents Say Cheese and Die. A Goosebumps classic story by R.L. Stein. Read by Johnny Heller. So I kept getting very distracted by that and thinking, did they get fucking Hector Elizondo to do this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes. Let us. I think that R.L. Stein in the opening of this audiobook might be the most excited R.L. Stein has been ever in his life. He's ready. He's he- like he he really got into like introducing this book. <laughs> he's just he's good to go. Alrighty, let's talk about the intro to Say Cheese and Die, chapter one. Okay. And uh, yeah, we immediately start off with some puns, and I hate it. Pitt's Landing is where it takes place. Pitt's Landing, and Pitt's Landing is the pits. It's the pits. Uh, I will say you can tell this is an early Goosebumps book because there are four kids in this story. Yes. And I think that after this, R.L. Stein definitely thought to himself, uh, I'm sorry, Jovial Bob, definitely thought, uh that's too many <laughs> that's too many kids <laughs> i have to remember all these damn kids names damn it yeah this feels right in line with like the welcome to dead house stuff where it was just a bunch of kids doing shit but that's the that's the thing i like that i like a group of kids 
like doing shit, getting up to shit. I, you like a group of kids, but I do feel like it could have been three instead of four. Yes. Well, uh, there is a reason why one of them is tragically cut in the TV show. Yes. <laughs> yes. They they are in in order of importance. Uh, Greg Banks, our main character, Sherry Walker, his uh, neighbor, uh, Doug Arthur, mm-hmm. who sucks, <laughs> and Michael Warder, who I have a note is named is wearing denim cutoffs. <laughs> oh, so a male uh, a male character actually got a clothing description. Uh, we get a lot of description very early in this book. <laughs> oh, the like, only ones that I remember are when uh, Jovial Bob starts talking about sh- what Sherry's wearing. The same thing that the girl that, uh, yeah. that Andy is wearing in Monster Blood. The exact same clothes. <laughs> the exact same clothes. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> Sherry is, has black hair. She is wearing a oversized yellow sweatshirt and bright green leggings. <laughs> this is almost the exact fucking th- same thing as in the last book. Yeah, it's just yellow, I think, right? Was this in in 1982? Was this this fashion? I guess. But yes, they they hate pits landing, the four of them. It's, it's the pits. It's very boring. Also, just going to say, if this book was for teenagers, you, pits landing is the pits. It can be communicated in so many different ways. How, let's try a few on for size. Okay, ready? Okay. Shits landing. Yep, shits landing. There you go. Yeah. Piss landing. Oh, good one. Okay, there we go. Just saying. Poots landing, if you want to be like nice about it. <laughs> I would like to note that R.L. Stein does say that it's not that different from a lot of small towns. Right. Which I think is a nice touch. Yeah, and this is why I'm like, uh, this would help for, I, I think this needs to be considered when you write your patented uh, review. True. Uh, because this aspect, especially at the beginning of this book, where it's just a bunch of kids and they're bored as fuck. They're bored to tears. I think we can all relate to just being a kid and just not having a damn thing to do. Uh, True. I mean, I think that that of the places in this book, I do think that Pitt's Landing has felt the most like a place where you might actually live thus far. And a pretty realistic family once we get back to Greg. Oh, yeah, by house. far. This is like, we'll get to that. We'll get to it. But like by yeah. a long shot. Yes. I also want to know. So, okay, so there's four kids. And we've been through them. But Doug Arthur is nicknamed Bird. For the rest of the book, he will be referred to as Bird. Yes. Because he, quote unquote, looks like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. I, okay. Um, Not going further into that one. <laughs> uh, he's got long legs and he doesn't brush his hair and he has bird like brown eyes. I don't know. And don't he know has a that. bird like nose. Big, whatever. Yep. <laughs> Not the meanest thing that anyone will say in this book. No, no. Still, you know. <laughs> Kind of weird. Yeah, a little bit. Also, not the first time in a Goosebumps book where someone will be nicknamed Bird, which is interesting. Interesting. Um, so the kids are debating about going to Grover's comic shop, uh, but they don't like Grover because he's a jerk, because uh, he wants them to pay for the comic books instead of just reading them. Which, I <laughs> which mean... I love the quote that happens numerous times here. I think Bird says it. or No, I think it's either Greg or, or uh, Michael who says... We don't have any money. <laughs> Just uh, numerous times. 
We don't have any money, bird. Bird. Um, they want to go pick up the new issue of X Force. Yes, Specif- specifically X Force. Yeah, I love that that's mentioned because one, X Force was quite popular in the nineties. But two, I checked what would be released in November nineteen ninety two. It would be Executioner's Song Part Four. Hey, was the issue being released that month? Cool. And then they say you should you should join the X Force. You can be Birdman, which. Which unfortunately set in motion a chain reaction of me envisioning how Harvey Birdman could be slotted into this book. <laughs> um, Birdman. Uh, we should all join the X Force. Say then, Ad. <laughs> oh man! Now I just have Harvey Birdman, attorney at laws. Uh, There's another part where I thought about it immediately, and I'll, I'll mention it. <laughs> See, I thought okay, uh, Birdman and Space Ghost are kind of. Uh, tied together because of a few funny um, episodes of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought it was funny to mention we don't have any money <laughs> because there is a quote from Space Ghost where he's like, I would like, he goes into a shop and he's like, I, I would like some stamps, please. <laughs> and the, the teller goes, that'll be 55 cents. And Space Ghost goes, I don't have any money. <laughs> and then the scene just ends. It's great. <laughs> uh, they uh, so so they they say we should all join the X Force, which of course, all right, sure. Even allowing for the, allowing for that, they add there's no crime to fight in Pitts Landing. And Bird says we could fight crabgrass. Oh my god, he which, is such a jokester. He is the real jokester of the group. Yes. So the, the, this is the thing. All right. So we will establish now that Bird is always going to be the guy making jokes. Yes. Almost universally, they suck, but this one's okay. <laughs> um, oh, you like the crabgrass joke? I think the crabgrass joke is. I think that it's because of the way that um, our narrator delivers it more than anything. I think that it's fine. <laughs> I think that I think they get worse from here. <laughs> I think I think that is an R.L. Stein joke coming through a twelve-year-old. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, absolutely, yes, hundred percent. R.L. Stein started. Well, he started off writing joke books. So yeah, but like crabgrass is such a weird specific. You can fix it by just saying we. What will we fight? Grass. Like, yeah, I mean crabgrass. Fa- Whatever. Anyway, fair enough. I mean, I don't know that I think it's a good joke for a child to make, but right, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it's a fine joke. It's a fine um, joke. So, uh, Greg and Sherry live next door to each other, and their parents are friends, and the others live down the street. So that's why these four kids are hanging out. Mm-hmm. Bird wants to play baseball, but Sherry does not want to do that. And who can blame her? <laughs> like, I, like I really can't blame her for that, dude. Um, what kid would want to play baseball in this town after what happens to Bird later on? True. That I mean, the <laughs> fucking signups have got to drop off exponentially. <laughs> like, um, like. I, also, we need to talk about were the kids wearing. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'll, I'll okay, save my. Yeah. I'm sorry. I keep getting ahead of myself in these things. It's so. But we need to talk about. Um, I think it was Michael that R.L. Stein was uh, was describing here. That was just my next point. Okay, there you <laughs> go. It's about Michael. Okay, let's let's talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Come on. So let's start. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with the nice stuff. All right. Okay. The just ba- bare bones facts. Michael has short red hair. He has blue eyes, and he has freckles. Yes. That's the bare facts. These are facts about Michael. So far, so good. The next fact that, and this is a direct quote. He wasn't exactly fat, but no one would ever call him skinny. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> well, here we go. Okay. Oh, God. I love that uh, R.L. Stein uh, just has like an easy joke to, for kids. And it's just like, hey, there's a fat one here. <laughs> what if one of the kids was fat? I mean, it's, you know, BK Kids Club. We need somebody who's not um, a white person. <laughs> Well, <laughs> white skinny dude. So I guess we'll have one girl and one fat kid. <laughs> That's differentiation enough. He also says he also describes Michael's chubby fingers at one point in this section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, fuck, RL. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. So Bird wants to play baseball because he's starting fall little league, and uh, Sherry apparently has noted that her hobby is making fun of bird which is fine it's a fine hobby yeah it's a good um, it's a good profession michael makes a joke which apparently is bad it's a baseball joke that i didn't get oh which one um he says that bird would be playing some position and it's like yeah you'd be playing fucking moron <laughs> dummy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i remember that one, playing yeah. shit baseball player position <laughs> play dumbass <laughs> that position in baseball idiot uh, fucking doofus <laughs> fucking doofus uh we more descriptions this chapter is like all descriptions uh greg's blonde he's good looking he looks like ryan gosling would you believe if <laughs> ryan gosling were younger oh um, interesting weird wow. interesting i wonder what ryan gosling was doing like, i wonder what he i wonder what he was doing in like 1996 yeah um <laughs> I'm sure it won't come up. Um, so Greg's brother apparently forgot to sign him up for baseball. His brother's name is Terry. Uh, I just kept thinking of Terry Bogard. <laughs> so, yeah. so for the rest of the book, he was Terry Bogard in my brain. Um, that fits in a couple places. It does. Hey, Greg, are you are you okay? <laughs> um, Sherry has a crush on Terry apparently because their names are so similar terry works at the the dairy freeze the hell dairy, yeah not the dairy queen do not get it confused with dairy queen is dairy freeze get it right different things different and apparently terry is a straight arrow and so he will not give them any free ice cream which i gotta say kind of doesn't line up with at least how he's depicted on the show but the show from, terry is very different from book terry i have the to show say this. terry <laughs> fucking smokes weed like uh, oh my god yes are you kidding absolutely. me absolutely like, <laughs> like he is high the entire episode there is a line delivery which could only be said by someone who is high like, like <laughs> they bird says so um I don't know who says this. Someone says it's boring standing around talking about how bored we are. Yeah. And Bird says we could sit down and talk about how bored we are. Hey, that, that's a good joke. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll accept it. Yeah. This seems like it's not important, and it ultimately it's not. But a cocker spaniel just like appears. Yeah. <laughs> and licks. Like, it's it's not important at all, but it sets up one of the dumber things in this book that happens in about four pages. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a it's a setup payoff that sets it up like maybe a few paragraphs before it pays off. And the thing is, it wouldn't even be hard to make this work because thus far, two out of three books we've read, they've had a dog. (laughs) Yeah. You could just give one of them a dog. (laughs) It would not be that hard. Yeah. Uh, Like, remove Michael and replace him with a dog. He could be a fat dog. (laughs) (laughs) You get the same jokes out of him. Also, he really doesn't do anything, so... (laughs) Nope. Nope. Um, So... Uh, we then walk around the town for a while. It's very boring. But then they come to what is very obviously a haunted house. Like yep. this, it is has an overgrown lawn. It has it's got 
it's got shingles and a wraparound porch. It's got a chimney. It's mm-hmm. a very nice mm-hmm. house, but apparently it's been it's been run down for a while. So it's about broken windows. The shutters are hanging off. Mm-hmm. This is the Kaufman house. The Kaufman, Kaufman house. house. Now, let me ask you a question. Okay. In terms of relatability, how relatable say. is a haunted house in your neighborhood to you? I think it's super relatable. I think this is very relatable i think every small town has one of these houses yeah we didn't have a haunted house we didn't have like an abandoned house or anything in my neighborhood so it's not super relatable to me but like yeah i I was just curious if like you had that experience no we i definitely did i definitely have had have had this kind of like this place you know Uh I, i i think this is one of the more relatable things i guess even if it's not in every town this idea is so common mm-hmm. like that it doesn't feel like a, a reach and then the kids decide that they want to go inside the house because that's what children do in media <laughs> um but before they can do that a dark form emerges from the grass and attacks greg a dark oh no oh my god it's a monster it must be the monster blood from the previous book chapter two it's a fucking cocker spaniel we just met god damn it <laughs> god damn it fucking jovial bob son of a bitch uh the narrator in the audiobook has an amazing scream at this point yes i was like we've talked about like narrators doing bad screams mm-hmm. not so for not hector elizondo uh <laughs> He attempts an actual scream. It's not loud, but it is an actual, like, scream. Greg toppled backward onto the ground. Ah! He screamed. And it's not just, it's not just reading the word, ah, out loud. <laughs> or going, ah! <laughs> 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 like that, the guy from Monster Blood kept doing, where he was yeah. just, like, indoor ah. yelling. It was, uh. And then the dog just fucks off. <laughs> yep, the dog just, literally the dog just shows up, scares him, runs off. Which, by the way, if you are a fan of these cheesy, um, what say cheesy, uh, cheesy uh, jump scares at the ends of chapters, the jump scares are about to get way more like legit. I was gonna yes, this book is interesting because they are actual page turners. Yeah. Like an actual honest-to-God cliffhangers, not bullshit like, oh no, a dark force jumped on my head next chapter. It was a cat. It's it's a wild leap in what Goosebumps can be right. uh, in this book, I would say. It's an interesting way to start it off because it sets you up for that expectation of like, it oh does. God, here we go again. Yeah, my first thought was, oh fucking boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Greg doesn't want to go in the house because he's the sensible one. That's his character trait. Bird calls him a chicken, and then they do the literal Arrested Development chicken scene yep. <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> like they all they all do individualized chicken dances for a while. You're, you're even scared to ask a girl out on a date. What, no, why does everybody think that I'm scared of girls? Because you're a chicken. You're oh, a no. chicken. Cuckoo kacha. Cuckoo kacha. What are you doing? Michael yeah. and women? A cuckoo do That's what I was just telling you. Look, I haven't found the right girl. When I do, I will ask her out. Has anyone in this family ever even seen a chicken? Cha, chicha, 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 chicha. Cuckoo! Um. They um they they find out that the, the the front window is broken, so they just like can just open the door if they want to. Um, yeah, yeah, they just reach their hand in and open it. We then reference that we introduce a character that will be important later, which is Spidey. Spidey. Spidey, who is a weird man who is most likely homeless or a drifter, and he 
it cre- he creeps around town uh he lurks around town specifically uh on long slender legs and he dresses entirely in black and that's what they call him a spider but he mostly lives around the kaufman house which is i would take that as a message to not go in this house yeah but instead we do so what (laughs) the fuck do i know yeah if anything like you know it's funny to talk about like morals or like takeaways from goosebumps books but if you're gonna take away anything as a kid from say cheese and die it's hey if there's a house and it looks spooky and you want to go in don't just don't i would i would say another good lesson is if you go into a house if you if you know a homeless person uh is living in a place right yeah maybe don't go to their shit <laughs> leave their shit alone yeah like, just fucking leave them alone like what do you um <laughs> just leave them alone for a while um <laughs> it's just, jesus you shitty fucking kid <sighs> um the house is very old and creepy as you do lots of lots of dust lots of squeaky floorboards mm-hmm. there's a stain on the living room carpet which bird suggests is blood <gasps> it's very all very cool there are some mice uh, which Michael thinks are rats. And Greg tells him he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> and all the cabinets are empty and uh, in the kitchen. And Greg says, well, I didn't think Spidey was a gourmet chef. Man, cut fucking... <laughs> Greg, shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Greg. Um, and so there's not much to see in it unless you get a thrill from dust balls. Jokester. Uh, hilarious. Uh, Bird has disappeared in the basement. Uh, because I guess he wants to die and he begins screaming from the basement uh, help it's got me and the narrator does a great job of that one as well I have to say from somewhere deep in the basement his voice floated up to them in a horrified scream help it's got me somebody please help it's got me help it's got me. help it's got me it's got me um this feels like a stay out of the basement callback right there like to me yep. this this is like exactly what happens in stay out of the basement yep 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 like there may as well be a plant down there that's wrapped its like tentacle around like his leg or some shit yeah yes that's the cliffhanger for this chapter it's it's not quite a fake out. I mean, ultimately, spoilers, Bird is fine. He's the jokester of the group. He's a funny guy, this Bird. It's very funny. It's a very funny thing that he does. So when he reveals that he was just fucking around, it's super funny, and everybody has a great time and laughs. Everyone thought it was great. Everyone's yeah. like, wow, great joke, Bird. You're our best friend, and we love having you around. <laughs> um <laughs> You're a great friend, and we love having you around. Oh, man. <laughs> um Sherry uh, reminds Bird of the boy who cried wolf, which you might think would be the moral of the story. Maybe. It is not. Nope. <laughs> in, in no way does Bird's action at this moment come back to him at all. <laughs> There's the setup and no payoff. We don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> um, there's like a dirty mattress down here, which is... yeah. Okay, just leave. Um, Why? A bunch of fr- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're about to talk about the Hungry the Man pizza, dinners. The pizza boxes. Yeah, the Hungry Man dinners. Yes, yes, yes. Which I have to say, uh, a quote, Hey, a Hungry Man dinner. Where does Spidey heat these up? Maybe he eats them frozen like popsicles, says Sherry. I, yeah. Sherry, Sherry, what the fuck are you talking about? Sherry, come on. Come on, man. Cherry. Where does he heat these up? I don't fucking know. I don't know. Where does anybody do anything? <laughs> Why are we here? <laughs> Why are we in this person's personal space? <laughs> like, who cares? Let's fucking leave. 
And then they do they do yet more because they open a closet and start pulling out a bunch of clothes from the seventies. Yeah. Like and this putting shit on. Don't put this fucking clothes on. Are you kidding me, guys? Like this is so gross. <laughs> this is so gross. <laughs> Although it does lead to an incredible line. Check out this bad hat. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Check out this bad hat. <laughs> Fuck. Um, oh, the narrator's voice acting here is just... Excellent. I mean, again, he's so good. Incredible. Check out this bad hat, Sherry said. He's like, he's just, he's going wide with it. They're just doing this for a while. Greg observes that there's a stairs leading outside to an exit. This is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like just digging around and he finds a, a tool table or a work table with a vice grip on it. And he tightens the vice grip's handle. And that reveals a hidden cabinet which contains a camera. <gasps> oh, my God. So it's the camera. It's the camera, the camera, the quint, uh, the the eponymous or uh, titular, the camera, <laughs> the, the 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 killer camera. We need to talk about that because this camera. I looked it up on the wiki, yeah, and it doesn't have a name. It's just the camera. But then in some other notes, some uh, like some people call it the evil camera. It is evil. Yeah, and we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's evil. <laughs> Evil implies, uh, like, uh, whatever. We'll talk about it when it comes to it. But I just. But I would to... like to say the classic Goosebumps uh, reprint contains a splat stats page for the camera. Oh, yes. Which rates its strength as 8 out of 10, <laughs> its intelligence as, as 3 out of 10. Oh. Which, okay. Yeah, all right. Its speed, 2 of 10. Its attack skills, 7 of 10. Its humor, 1 out of 10. Not very funny. Which, it's a camera. It's a whatever and it's evil 10 out of 10 oh so <laughs> it's evil very evil so so okay i also want to stress right now for for future reference it appears to me in this book the camera is just a camera right the impression i got is it's just a normal camera like a polaroid like a polaroid you can't say polaroid but it is a polaroid camera basically yeah it's hard to talk about like that kind of camera without saying like it is a Polaroid because we always think of like, you know, when someone takes a picture with self-developing film, yeah. that that is a quote unquote Polaroid, you know? Except it is proprietary. So yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> it, I, I, Bob I could not say that. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's why I'm saying like, uh, I, I appreciate the struggle, Jovial Bob. That, that must've been hard. <laughs> he tries hard to explain what the camera is doing. So Greg's like a camera guy, apparently. Yeah. He's interested in camera and he has an inexpensive one. Uh, but he wants an expensive one with lots of lenses. Uh, and he daydreams about traveling the world and becoming a famous photographer. So, Which, hey, man, that's so cool to be a kid that age. Which, I don't... Yeah. Are they ever described... Are their ages ever overtly no, stated? No, they are not. They are not. So they're 12. Uh, they're 12. They're definitely 12, but they're not stated. Yeah, exactly. I, I was looking for, like, where, is it, where does it say that they're 12? They're not saying that. But anyway, um, God knows they might be 13. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but um that's cool being at that age like having a like a, a clear like i want to do this i like photography i am going to focus on it i'm going to learn about it that's really fucking cool i like this and um i will say greg you are not saving up for a fucking lens 
<laughs> with your allowance. No, man. it's gonna be a while. <laughs> it's gonna be a while. <laughs> you're gonna be fucking. You're gonna be able to like work at the dairy freeze. You're gonna have to get that dairy freeze job. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. Lenses are n- not inexpensive. They are expensive as shit. They like especially some of those antique ones. Holy shit! So that's why I can be like, I could totally understand from Greg's sta- uh, uh, like standpoint where if you find an antique camera with like a really nice antique lens, those things are fucking fortunes so steal it yeah exactly so fucking take it uh, <laughs> steal from spidey it's mine now steal steal from a derelict <laughs> like this is but that's one of the really cool things about old lenses is that they have like i'm just gonna go off real quick on a tiny little tangent but old lenses are really cool because they don't really um depreciate in value mm. they actually because a lot of the camera um systems are, uh, can be adapted to work with modern systems and even in some cases have the same like connections to make it so that you can use them on current cameras and video uh, video cameras and DSLRs and all those things. Mm. So if anything, they appreciate in value. And uh, one of the, uh, a good tip that I got from a uh, guy in California who I was working with on a shoot, which I, I'm a, a videographer, uh, I work uh, for an advertising agency over here in uh, Northern Virginia, but um he gave me this amazing um, piece of advice, which was don't buy a ca- uh, don't buy a lens for a camera, buy a camera for a lens. Ooh. Keep your lenses because they will always like work, and they will uh, you will always be able to use them because the standards are going to stay the same. Just appreciate you know uh, use uh, understand what their personalities are, and then. Like, anyway, I, I'm going off on a tangent, but... So the moral here is, steal a fucking camera. If steal that it. fucking shit. Steal it. Don't regret, don't, no regrets, just fucking steal no it. No regrets. And the, the contraption that reveals it is interesting, too. I do think that's interesting. It, it's clearly hidden. It's like in a little trap door. Yeah, yeah. The, the TV show makes this a little more clear, I think, honestly. Yeah. About what where this is i was like oh okay i understand when i saw when i saw it on the tv show mm-hmm. there's like a secret lever and it, it unlocks this little compartment which contains a camera which you know it's like that's that's neat that's a neat idea it's 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 cute yeah it it, it belays a importance before understanding the extent of that like yeah importance of why this thing is special yes and yeah, I think that that's a really good way to do it. I just don't know about turning a C clamp. Yeah, I don't know why he would do that. I don't even. Yeah, why would a kid? Why would a kid do that for in the first place? But also, what? Whatever. I don't. <laughs> let's not belabor it too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was just odd. We we then turn. So Michael is now on top of some stairs, and he is wearing a white Stetson. And two feather boas, <laughs> which is just wild. Uh, and he starts like posing. Um, and Greg is gonna take his photo. He tri- he strikes a quote unquote sophisticated pose, and um, Greg tells him to say cheese, and Michael says cheddar, Ugh. which literally everyone hates. <laughs> Fuck off! I I literally have in my notes. Fuck off! <laughs> Every single person in the book and in real life is like, oh come on. <laughs> The camera produces a Polaroid, basically. Um, it's an automatically developing camera. Um, but before Michael can, can, can come down, the railing breaks, <gasps> and he goes to the edge. He s- screams, no! <laughs> no! No! And then he hits the concrete basement floor, like, hard. Yeah. Ow. Like, ow. Um, <laughs> and he apparently has hurt his ankle. 
Um, Greg rushes in to, to save him. Greg has done this twice now, like rushed in to help his friend. So you know he's a good kid. Yeah. And then suddenly someone is coming down the stairs. There's someone in the house. There's creaking. Yeah, there's creaking boards up- upstairs. And they're like, oh, fuck. We gotta go. Which, you want to talk about relatability. I, lo- I like this part. Oh, yeah. Because, true story. There was a day in grade school when I was playing, like, uh, we were having like, a, like, a, a water balloon fight. Uh-huh. in my neighborhood or my friend's neighborhood mm-hmm. and we were like the the place we we're using to fill up the balloons was the basement of his grandfather's house and so we were down there filling up balloons okay mm-hmm. and we heard someone walking around above us and we were like oh is your is your grandfather home and he's like no no he's not home i was like i guess maybe someone went upstairs so like we left we came back no one was there and no one had been there but there was a knife sitting on the kitchen table. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> huh. What the fuck? Yes. Just very, a knife. It was interesting. Just a, Just knife. a knife was this out. Yeah, this out. Yeah. Um, Just, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. I think you avoided an alternate. Spidey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You avoided Spidey. Shockingly, this creaking sound is not a fake out. And indeed, Spidey is coming down the stairs. Yeah. And they have to escape. But Michael can't move because his ankles hurt. Um, so they have to like they have to carry him out um, as a team. Great job, kids! And conveniently, the exit was established earlier by Greg. That was established that there is another exit, and so they're like, "We have to pray the door isn't padlocked." And the kids are like, "We're praying." <laughs> <laughs> but the doors won't open. I just want this chapter is very short. Nothing much happens in it. But they they push the doors and they won't open. I call this a cliffhanger. This happened. I forget which book this happened in. I think it's. I think it's out of the basement. Mm. Like this exact thing happens. Oh, where the creaking. Where they where they push in the. Oh, the they push in the door won't open. Yeah. Oh no! Fuck! It's it's welcome dead house. They push in the tree and it won't fall over. Yeah. 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 And they're like cliffhanger, and then the next chapter they're just like, let's try harder, and it works. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) This is like. (laughs) okay all right (laughs) all right that's a choice perhaps subconsciously greg picks the camera up as they run out okay um and uh michael has regained the ability to walk so that's fine (laughs) (laughs) whatever uh as they're leaving bird uh as they escape bird shouts all right (laughs) and then the narrator has an amazing delivery of it like all right Bird cried happily as they reached the street. We made it. All right. <laughs> and they look back and Spidey is just watching them from the living room window. He knows. Uh, which is very spooky. Very spooky. Very spooky. I'm spooked. I'm sp- Yeah. Yes. I'm surprised they didn't talk more about spider webs being in the... Yeah. Because that would make sense. He's- yeah. You would think. Uh, horrible fat joke. Oh, love these. Someone says, uh, you could have been killed to Michael. And, um, Bird says, lucky thing you've got all that extra padding. Just fucking awful. In terms of relatability, uh, Mm. yeah. I've had people say Mm. this shit to me. (laughs) Mm. Fun. Love it. Love it every time. Super funny. (laughs) (laughs) They discuss the fact they've been seen by Spidey. And they're like, uh, he's definitely weird. Okay. Um, okay in what world does being like watching the kids who are clearly in your shit in your hat yeah like like look just staring at what in what world does that make you weird i don't know i don't 
But they're like, we better stay away from that house again. And Bird's like, why? It's not his house. It's not your house either. <laughs> like, get the fuck, <laughs> fuck off. Sherry at least says he doesn't want any trouble. He just wants to be left alone. And it's like, yeah, they should just fucking leave him alone, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's not hard. It really isn't. It takes more effort to fuck around with him, if you think about it. If you think about it. Uh, they Greg realizes he still has a camera, so he pulls the photo out. But something's wrong. Oh. Cliffhanger. <gasps> and what's wrong with it, Bob? <laughs> well, Mario, the thing that's wrong with it is the picture that he pulls out, that Greg pulls out, is a picture of, what was his name, Michael? Yep. Falling off the railing. Indeed, indeed. But if you remember, he took the picture before Michael fell off. So huh. from this, we can deduce that this camera has a delayed um, shutter. <laughs> so. Yes, we can deduce this now. Yes. I do think, okay, so both Michael and Sherry agree that Greg took the photo when he fell, before he fell. Like they were like, yes, you took it before I fell down. Yes. So they do think this is weird, except for Bird who says that it's a good action shot and that it's that's just neat, which, okay. Sure, all right. Uh, and then he said, this is a good camera you stole, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> just laying it all out there, just like, yep, that, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so everyone agrees that it's weird except Bird, who makes fun of Michael having a goofy smile, which is like, come on, come on, come man. Come on, lay off. They're so mean. They're so, he's so mean. So we get to... What is one of my favorite scenes in this book? <laughs> Greg gets home. There's a car in his driveway. What kind of car? It's a navy blue Taurus station wagon. <laughs> Specifically. What? There are so many specific like brand callouts in this it's book. It's weird, right? It's like <laughs> it's like did they get a deal? Did Scholastic get a deal or something with like some of the uh, like, whatever? <laughs> like Taurus? Like X-Force, Taurus, Hungry Man. What? What is, what what is that? <laughs> okay, it's anyway. a brand. It's a brand new car. Is the is the point? And it's got a, a sticker brand still new on it. Car. And Greg gets in there and he he inhales deep when he get that new car smell. He's just. Mm, that's good shit. <laughs> um, and it smells so good. He says. <laughs> 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 I have in my notes. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then he says, "What a great new car." I refuse to believe that any child on this earth has ever been excited about a blue Taurus station wagon. <laughs> well, we we don't know if their previous car was like a motorcycle. <laughs> well, I mean, I would still be not excited. I'd be like, where'd the motorcycle go? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, he takes he likes it so much he has to take a photo of it has to to remember what it was like when it was totally new which is weird Uh, I mean like I think it's fine to take a photo of it that's fine but his like obsession with this car is very unusual yeah yeah I'll I'll agree with you there also if you if you really want that posterity like take the take the sticker off man like take that's that shit off so you can get the full like yeah it's yours now you know anyway um Greg goes inside um, and smartly is like, I got to hide this camera because my parents will definitely ask me where I got this camera Mm -hmm. and I'll have to be like, I fucking stole it. I fucking (laughs) yanked it. So he hides it in, this was weird, a secret headboard compartment on his bed. Yeah. Which like, how big is your headboard? 
A, some headboards are pretty fucking big. It would have to be to fit a whole camera in there. <laughs> yeah, especially the way that this camera is depicted in some other media. Yeah, this this camera is a, is a chonker. Yeah, yeah. We affectionately... <laughs> affectionately call this camera a chonker a chonker also gotta tell you greg if you're a 12 year old kid and you got a secret headboard in your bed your mom knows about that head yeah absolutely (laughs) your mom knows you can hide shit in there and she checks it (laughs) every night like pro tip for kids every night (laughs) if you have something secret that your parents bought they probably know about it pro tip there is literally no way to hide anything from your parents when you are 12 (laughs) so (laughs) Um, although, I mean, I understand, I understand the, the desire to relatable, mm-hmm. but, but, but you're not going to succeed. Um, uh, he, so Greg then looks at the picture he just took mm-hmm. and shouts, Oh no. So yet other picture cliffhanger. Yeah. But what's the photo show? <gasps> the photo of their brand new Taurus <laughs> is of that fucked up Taurus. It's fucked it up. All like it's smashed. Specifically, it's described as having a uh, like something hit it hit the the um what was it the driver's side yes yes was driver's it, side. yeah the, the driver's side it's like caved in it's like it clearly been in an accident it is totaled for sure totaled no question yes um and greg is like well that's weird that's weird um and he puts the car the the, the photo away and then he checks the car again as if he may have missed this <laughs> like <laughs> oh i don't remember it being fucked up <laughs> i don't remember being completely fucked <laughs> <laughs> and he must now go down to have a uh, family dinner. Yes. At which time he says the car is awesome. I again, I again, it's a station wagon. <laughs> like, <laughs> for real. Like, what? Why are you? <laughs> and dad says, uh, after dinner, I'm taking you all for a drive in the car. Dum, dum, dum. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, you skipped over a, or you're about to talk about something that was weird. Is when uh, Terry was uh, eating the chicken. That's, that's the next chapter. Okay, next right, chapter. Right. Dinner is split into two chapters. It's so important. <laughs> <laughs> the most important dinner. Uh, yes, go on. It's the first thing he says in this chapter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Terry is. Uh, oh, he's so he's so happy with dinner. He's just like, oh man, mom, you did a great job. This chicken's delicious. And the mom is like, what are you talking about, you idiot? It's veal. <laughs> And he's like, oh, this veal is so good, it tastes like chicken. <laughs> anyway, that's why Again, this, the dinner Terry, has Terry, definitely chapters. on drugs. <laughs> Terry is high as fuck. He's, he is high during dinner. I need you to know that this is true. <laughs> Terry, uh, what's that smell? <laughs> Why? Oh, there must be a skunk outside or something. They asked him how things are at the, how things are going at Dairy Freeze, and he's like, "Oh, we ran out of vanilla. People were really annoyed. <laughs> you ran out of fucking vanilla? <laughs> <laughs> how do you? How does an ice? Oh yeah, did you run out of ice cream too? What the f- this is like there is a night I went to Panera Bread, and they're like, we were we we're, were out of bread. I was like, oh, <laughs> fucking no, you're not. <laughs> like, like, then you're not a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Dunkin' Donuts and there are no donuts. Oh, so you're just Dunkin'. What are you Dunkin'? So you're Dunkin' now. <laughs> what are you Dunkin' okay, okay, so, so, like, oh my god. I mean, you could just say, well, maybe people can get, you know, they can get chocolate, they can get strawberry, but listen. A, va- a vanilla shake is a perfect thing, and I would, I would also be annoyed if I couldn't get a vanilla shake. Like, I'd be pissed off. There is a reason why it's called, like, vanilla wow. Like, vanilla World of Warcraft, or v- something is described as vanilla. It's because that's default. That's, like, that's, it's th- the most basic of basics. 
you uh, yeah yes yes um <laughs> so to not so, have your default <laughs> is yeah. fucked up man like, <laughs> like you can't make a fucking blizzard because you got vanilla <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna or make whatever dairy freeze calls it <laughs> like whatever their proprietary not blizzard is oh my god I'm, now i'm thinking of terry from goosebumps holding a fucking blizzard upside down proving that it won't well fall now i'm out. thinking of, of terry bogart <laughs> serving vanilla ice cream <laughs> dad is like okay dad wants to go on this fucking car ride so bad and i get this because he is a a dad and b he bought this car yeah it's brand new you want to take it out for a spin it's brand new you want to take it out but greg is trying to get out of it because of the photo and i think this is actually a pretty nice scene yeah because it's like greg does not at this time know the camera is cursed but he does know the photo's fucked up yeah and he, he doesn't he says specifically he's filled with a feeling he's never had before mm. and it's like I, I would say his feeling is creeping dread yeah dread yeah absolutely <laughs> so he's just like keeps trying to say reasons why he can't do it and the reasons in the book are good reasons and so we'll highlight them now <laughs> for the show version where they don't bother <laughs> so he says i've oh i had plans with michael tonight and his dad's like well fucking cancel him just <laughs> 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 okay uh then he says i'm not feeling very well but his mom gets like super concerned about that and so now he feels uncomfortable because he made his mom upset. And then Terry's like, oh, are you going to eat your chicken? It <laughs> <laughs> reaches over it's, and just scarfs it down. Uh, but his dad's like, oh, the car ride will make you less sick. Don't think that's exactly how that works, dad. No. But again, dad is like so committed to this idea. <laughs> You're getting in this car, which is funny because if your kid is saying, I'm not feeling so well, the last thing I'd be like, get out of my car. You, you fucking get out of this car. I've had people vomit in my car. Guess what? That shit don't yep. come out. <laughs> like, yep. That smell will stay. This reminds me. This reminds me that. Okay. I, man, I have too many stories about vomiting in cars. As I would say. Um, I've just got the one. Not me personally, but like. I will say that there was a time that my one of my roommates was driving my other roommate home from a bar. He was quite drunk, not the driver. Uh, and he was like, you cannot vomit in my car. So he pulled out his backpack <laughs> <laughs> and puked in it, uh, which then became my backpack, interestingly enough. <laughs> because <laughs> he never used it again um but my uh, my other friend on new year's eve was driving a girl home that he had only met on new year's through friends right that they were th th like his friend brought this girl to the new year's eve outing he was driving her home she's super wasted and she puked he was like are you gonna be sick are you gonna be sick in this car and she's like no i'm fine and he goes okay all right great if you're gonna be sick tell me because i i mean I, we'll stop <laughs> we'll stop we'll fix this problem she's like no i'm fine immediately pukes all over his car into like the cracks yep. of the seat yep. like, mm -hmm. so he spent his new year's morning <laughs> scrubbing his car <laughs> yeah oh man and that uh, at like 2 a.m yeah that that story is incredible that is basically the same exact story of, uh, that was mine i except it was me driving the car and my buddy in the back seat is just like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going like, dude, are you going to puke? Like every couple seconds, I'm like, are you going to puke? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? You can't puke in this car. You cannot do it. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> every like, time. God damn it. <laughs> like, I had the window open Listen. for you. You were leaning outside and you managed to puke all over the... F oh, God. <laughs> Dear listeners, if you're drunk... <laughs> And you're getting a ride home. 
just tell just tell your driver you're gonna be sick just just tell them there's no shame in it it's just how it works you know <laughs> um uh, uh well greg is out of excuses at this point he has no more excuses he briefly considers saying he has homework but no one will believe he will do it on a saturday yeah which is true you'll never do homework on a saturday in your entire life like you'll just never do it so Greg acquiesces that he is being silly and he will go on the car ride. And then Terry asks if there's any more potatoes, which I thought might be a cliffhanger. <laughs> Are there any potatoes? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. My first note for chapter 10 is, but what about the potatoes, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking jovial Bob. God damn it. <laughs> The evil potatoes. The evil potatoes. That's the next book. That's book 17 of the Goosebumps series. Wasn't there one about fried eggs? There is an egg one. Yeah. Yeah. Egg Monsters from Mars. Yeah. Egg Monsters from Mars. I love that one because of the cover. The cover is incredible. The cover is great. Yes. Extremely good. (laughs) So now we're driving. We're driving the car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Dad says, it's so easy to drive. It handles like a small car, not a station wagon. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Station wagons aren't that... bigger than uh, whatever this first of all this is like the a this is a dad car yes <laughs> so so first of all <laughs> and this is that these two chapters just read like a dad trying to justify his purchase to himself and his family like <laughs> i feel like this is a personal anecdote from jovial bob i, I feel probably like yeah it, it, like he has done this like he has bought the new car. He has wanted to take the family out for a spin in the new car. And it was just like yeah. some weird station wagon shit. Well, it's got a drink holder. Oh, wow. Which is great. It pulls out from the dash and everything. That's so amazing. That's so cool. Uh, it has seatbelts at work. That's great. Oh, wow. That See, that, when they said that, I was like, wait a minute. Does that imply that the previous car you Their had? The last one didn't? Didn't have working seatbelts? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, hey, uh, Greg, you're going to have to sit in the seat where the, the seatbelt just doesn't work. Hey, Greg, hope you don't die <laughs> it's, today. It's your turn to be on death roulette. Here's the thing, because if that's true, that's very, very deadly. Because Greg's dad, let's just get it right out, is not a good driver. Nope. <laughs> like, nope so they get on the highway and dad just fucking lets it rip he's like oh, i'm for go we're gunning it we're going uh because terry's like let's put the pedal of the metal dad let's see what this car can do it's a station wagon <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not it's a station wagon <laughs> burn some rubber in a fucking taurus yeah okay <laughs> sure terry so he dad says the cruising speed seems to be about 60 <laughs> what <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> and then he starts revving up. He starts going faster. He goes, I think he goes to like 65 and his wife is like, hey, honey, honey, we're going faster than the speed limit. Yeah. The speed limit's 55 and he's going 60, at least 60. He gets yeah. up to 70. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, so I'm, I'm going to assume that this was like, you know, <laughs> so zero to 60 in fucking 20 minutes. <laughs> 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 um, the wind up on that oh man uh uh mom says uh you're acting like a crazy teenager to which dad says this is awesome <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> this is awesome uh dad gets to 75 what that's yeah, too Greg is fast. like panicking yeah. in the back seat. Well, he should be because what happens next? Because well, this fucking dad is like steering one handed because he doesn't know what the fucking headlight switch is. He's like, oh, you turn the headlights on. How long have you fully? Been- 
it's nighttime, right? Like, oh, it, yeah, it's nighttime, and he doesn't have his fucking headlights on, and he's going seventy-five. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and a fucking Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> looking at this also where the headlights where the headlights are dad <laughs> like, they, they build cars the same way like it's not like they invented a new place to put these things like, i i just i want to i want to be a uh a fly on the wall listening to the conversation of the person uh, like with uh, greg's dad and the person who sold him the car and it's just like, so Greg's dad comes up and just is like, yeah, I'd like a new car. And he's like, well, we have this fucking <laughs> shitty Taurus. And he's like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll take it right now. Well, do you want me to teach you? Like, and, and, and where are the headlights where at? The head- oh, no. the worst place possible. You'll never find him. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was smash cut to <laughs> fucking dumbass greg's dad zooming down at 75 miles an hour this is awesome <laughs> desperately trying to find where the headlight switch is not looking at the road veering into the oncoming traffic lane yeah yeah so so conclusion of this is that dad swerves into oncoming traffic 100 percent. that is that is what he is doing cliffhanger <laughs> that is one fucking hell of a cliffhanger dude holy shit like no this family isn't gonna die but uh it's not a fake out though because it picks up immediately with a truck like fucking like coming right at like, them nearly like, fucking <laughs> smashing the shit out of him oh man yeah like that has to swerve the car which i assume means swerve across multiple lanes of traffic <laughs> like, oh to not god. die <laughs> oh my god and then he says and then he says oh the lights were on the steering wheel yeah dad that's where the fucking headlights are. Can you imagine being that fucking truck driving and just seeing a fucking Taurus, no headlights on? <laughs> like, you can't even see it until it's, like, nearly too fucking late. On you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Ugh, whatever. <laughs> it's just so fucking funny. Dad's like, so Terry's a little fucked up because the truck would have fucking killed him. Because <laughs> 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 it was, like, right coming right at him. <laughs> Greg's like, we should probably go back home. And his dad's like, oh, I want to go to Santa Clara. So officially it takes place in California mm-hmm. uh, and get some ice cream, which, um, hey, dad, Terry fucking works at Dairy Freeze. <laughs> Do you think the last thing he wants to fucking eat right now or even look at is fucking ice cream? He just had a hard day where they didn't have any fucking vanilla. And so probably the crowds were uh, just in- incensed. And he <laughs> just... <laughs> He also just nearly died because of your dumb ass. Like, fucking go get some pie or something. <laughs> like, Go to fucking Panera, dad. <laughs> um, mom, <laughs> his mom's like, no, no, we're done. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> but his dad's like, the truck didn't come that close. <laughs> Fuck off, dad. I'm not that shit. I'm not that bad at driving. <laughs> Honey, you are. Give me the wheel. You are. You are that bad. <laughs> Just, uh, oh man, have the well, the wife like uh, tell the dad to like pull over, and then she drives the way back, all the way back home. I I would think that is what's happening. Yeah, I would think that exact thing happens. Yeah. At home, Greg examines the camera and the photo again, and he's like, "Well, that's weird." <laughs> so this is weird, but of course, the car did not crash. So. Mm-hmm. The photo is still just weird. It's just odd. So he's like, "I'm gonna take one more photo." And decides to do a selfie, but it's 1992, so so he has to point the camera at a mirror. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! 
Did, Which did, he's like, wait a minute. We need to talk about this real quick. Did Jovial Bob invent the selfie? Oh my God, maybe. Do you think people... Okay, as, t- as Greg points out, the flash will be reflected so it won't work. But then how many... But like people had to have been like taking photos of themselves in mirrors. Oh yeah. And like mailing them to people. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, <laughs> they are mailing thirst traps. <laughs> Well, yeah, you could also uh, just get someone to paint your picture and then send it to someone. That's true, too. That's true, too. Um, So instead of doing that, he goes to Terry's room, where Terry is typing at his computer in 9A2. My God. Terry has his own fucking computer. What? Incredible. That's amazing. These kids are fucking spoiled, dude. Like, fucking... Terry's got a computer, and Greg's got a hidden compartment in his headboard. Yeah, what? Greg also claims that Terry that uh, Sherry loaned him the camera, so he that's so like he that's his claim as to why he has mm-hmm, this thing. Mm-hmm. Terry, uh, okay, and again, so we're talking about like how accurate is this family, right, or how like realistic is that? Mm-hmm. Want to know? So Terry's like, I'll probably break your camera, and then like sticks his tongue out and crosses his eyes in this photo. I was just gonna say like this feels like a more natural family than anything in the past three books has been. Yeah, like very dad energy, dad. Mm-hmm very normal sibling relationship which is just like <laughs> older sibling younger brother they're total they're fine they're just fine <laughs> like yeah they're not like at each other's throats which is more realistic for my family but yeah, yeah. is like you know families are different but it, it, i have seen like families like this where it's just like everything's cordial everything's like yeah you know, i'm goofy just, uh, i'm giving you shit sometimes but i care about you and all that stuff so it, it definitely feels authentic yes um so he takes his photo, but he doesn't show him the photo. He's like, uh, well, I think my camera's broken. I'll let you know if it comes out. Um, <laughs> so we, we, which, okay. The photo develops, and I actually really like this. I like this photo a lot. Yeah. So it's not anything really, like, outrageous. It's just, like, it's not, Terry is not in, in the photo. He's not in his bedroom. He's outdoors. Mm-hmm. He is standing in front of a house that Greg recognizes as the house that's across in the playground. And nothing's really happening to him except that his face is really like he has a frightened expression. Yeah, he's like he's worried or scared about something. Yes. And I I like this a lot because I think that we've had two photos now where like something dramatic has happened. And I like this like implication. This has more sinister implications to me. Exactly. It it has implication it has implications outside of the picture itself because all the other ones it was just like yeah. here is the evidence that you need to understand that this is a bad thing. Whereas this is like the, I this person is very worried they're very like scared or terrified of something. What? It almost feels like it almost feels like this should have been the the the, the, the car photo. I mean like I know the car photo exists and I this the car sequence makes sense and it is effective. Mm-hmm. But it's like it is weird because it's like the first photo you could make an argument that it maybe has like yeah, maybe he has a delayed delayed shutter on it or something, right? Yeah. But the second photo you cannot argue that it has taken a photo of a fucked up car. Yeah, it's, like yeah. it's clearly weird. The third photo is threatening and ominous, but not so bizarre that you're like, oh, the camera is fucking magic. <laughs> like Yeah, it makes me think that like if this book was rewritten they could really uh, you know, jovial bob or whoever rewrote it could like really play with more of the implication stuff 
Like, instead of just having the car being just completely fucked up and totaled, yeah. it could be more like, you know, oh, like, you take a picture of someone and they're scared, or you take a picture of something that was there and it isn't now, or like, you know, um, like, if you take a picture of, uh, like, the, um, uh, what is it, uh, uh, where you keep, where they keep their keys or something, and there's, like, a, a, a note from the hospital there or something, and it's, like, really, like, subtle. Yeah. Like, why? What is happening like really playing with like implications like we're talking about. Like yeah, like the okay, the rules of the camera get a little bit muddled as this book goes along, but I think it's that It's almost like Jovial Bob is winging it anyway. A little bit, a little bit. But like right now in this part of the book, I think it's very good. Yeah. Um because it's very clear that what the camera is doing is showing the future. Yes. That is what it is doing. And it's like up to the Greg or the photographer to interpret what that means. Right. Like, yes. Now, I mean, okay, we don't know that the car has. So, but, and we, the audience, the reader, might now be thinking that it maybe doesn't show the exact future because the car is not totaled. Right. But there was a near collision. So, like, it, it, maybe it's like it is suggesting the future or something, you know? Yeah. Like, like if you, that's interesting. If you weren't, like, th- when they took the picture, of um michael falling off of the the railing they didn't they hadn't seen the picture yet in order to warn him about that so yes it happened whereas in this case it might be an instance where oh you were there you knew what the camera was showing you it was showing you a future uh, potential event but because you yeah maybe greg knowing about it was what prevented the event from happening right to some degree yeah um like if greg had not been more more like uh reticent to be in the car or more like uncomfortable in the car maybe they wouldn't have noticed the truck or whatever like and that would be why the photo is the way it is it's an interesting question that one might ask about the camera yeah and uh you know so basically what you're saying is jovial bob invented the butterfly effect i am saying that is true okay cool just so we get that um i guess (laughs) greg determines the camera must be broken oh yeah (laughs) it's like this camera is broken (laughs) I like okay if the picture that's, doesn't come out or it's like all white or an overexposed yeah, it's like that's broken yeah. but like that's not what broken means greg like, what is, like in what if in what situation could a camera like pick oh whatever anyway oh yeah cameras often break and show the future and yeah no, oh yeah okay yeah yeah oh yeah. i see what you got uh, here you got a broken camera you got to fix this, you gotta fix this oh hey your camera's broken you keep showing the future <laughs> Uh, someone forgot to flip the camera switch to present sorry <laughs> oh it was it was that future tense my bad Let me flip ah it's my mistake <laughs> oh yeah there are a couple things that we should note uh, about the camera that are really interesting and have implications like uh, further on down the line okay but one of the one of the really fun things that happens with the camera when it's first found is the kids notice that um it spits out polaroids it spits out film yeah but there's no way to load it there's no way to put like polaroids or uh, film into the camera yeah i think i think that's noted in this forthcoming chapter actually. oh my bad my bad i was getting ahead of myself because they, they the, like the because in so okay so next chapter or no same same chapter we cut to greg has put the camera away and now they're at a, at a warm, warm fall day it's a perfect day for baseball and they're at the park they're gonna watch bird play baseball hooray hooray uh <laughs> just guys being dudes <laughs> uh so Gre- greg brought the camera for whatever reason <laughs> and he tells sherry that it's broken sherry's like maybe you just suck at photos greg oh, <laughs> fucking ouch <laughs> 
Why? <laughs> Which he says, he says, maybe I'll take a photo of you getting a knuckle sandwich. Which <laughs> <laughs> is all right, okay. Um, and then Sherry says, snap that. And I'll take a photo of you eating the camera. Which it's like, damn. A banter. These <laughs> <laughs> kids. It's one after another. Sherry just wants the, the camera here so she can take a photo of Bird looking like an idiot. That's literally the only reason that she held and bring the camera. Um, is that Bird looks stupid in a baseball <laughs> uniform and she wants to take a photo of how stupid oh he looks. Oh my god. Sherry, what the fuck? A couple things also. Uh, like, one, Sherry's fucked up. Two, Sherry 100% does not believe like anything is going on with this camera. Yeah. It's so, it's weird because the belief the kids have g- goes back and forth almost as if our son was winging it. Because, like, right off the bat, Michael and Sherry agree that Michael was not falling when the camera was taken. Right. But, like, we get to this chapter and Sherry's like, no, Greg, don't be an idiot. The camera's fine. Like, <laughs> you're just a dumbass. You're just stupid. <laughs> the, be- the team, by the way, is the Pitts Landing's Dolphins. What? Wouldn't it be Pitts like, Landing Dolphins is the is the baseball shouldn't team? Shouldn't it be like the Pitts Landing por- porpoises or what? I don't know. Like what? I don't know. Evidently, the uh, the only they had two caps to choose from, which was the Zephyrs or the Dolphins, and no one knew what a Zephyr was. So they chose Dolphins. <laughs> um, Isn't that more of a reason <laughs> to choose a Zephyr though? It starts. <laughs> I would definitely pick Zephyr for that reason. What yeah, I'd be wouldn't... like, uh, yep. <laughs> I remember being a child in school and thinking the letter Z was the coolest fucking thing. Just anything you with think, the like, Z in it. Well, that, right, because you, your logo could just be a Z, right? Yeah. Like, that's cool. And it's like, just like a lightning bolt, man. That's just rad. Uh, so, Bird suggests they, up, they should share the camera because they all risk their lives to get it, which is absolutely ridiculous. That's not true. Risk their lives. <laughs> It's not true. Bird, with your, Bird, you're putting on some dumb clothes <laughs> while well, Greg fucking found the camera. So, no, you don't get to share it. <laughs> I risked my life crawling through those empty boxes of Hungry Man dinners. So, um, Sherry attempts to take a photo, but Greg won't let her. And they, like, fight over the camera, which triggers the camera to take a photo. Mm-hmm. And it shows Bird on the ground with his neck bent at a frightening angle. That's what the camera shows. We, that's like revealed very quickly. Yes. Bird claims the camera is out of focus. So next chapter, Bird claims the camera is out of focus. What? That's, <laughs> which, I love it when people talk about shit that they have no idea. <laughs> what? It's out of focus. That's why I'm not standing. That's like, why I'm on the ground. That's why my dead body is crumpled on the ground. Like, <laughs> oh, it's kind of blurry. Hey. Like what? So Sherry and Greg are both perplexed by the, this, and this is where they begin like studying the the camera, and they can't find where the film is or how much one is left. Right? They're like, it's just they keep fiddling with the camera, and they just don't, they can't explain how it works. In fact, Sherry says it has no moving parts at all. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, when they, I noted that when it takes pictures, it makes it's like a whirring noise. Yeah, whirring sound. So there must be some moving parts in that. This uh, I noted this chapter uh, feels extremely padded. Yes. Um, because we keep cutting from the kids looking at the camera to baseball happening or things happening around baseball. <laughs> like, and 
a fake out. Yeah. Yes. So so we skip. We cut through a lot of. And this is what's so funny is baseball. R.L. Stein tacitly admits that baseball is so boring that he can't even write about it <laughs> because he just instead writes about a soda can being spilled, a child crying, a station wagon driving by, and not the baseball happening. That's like what's important. Did everybody have a station wagon in the nineties? Is that just? I, I guess so. Jesus Christ. Um, but but yes, they they uh they notice that uh they're shocked to see that Bird is on the ground exactly like he was in the photo, mm-hmm. which is a cliffhanger. Which I will say, his neck bent at an unnatural angle. Like if he was just yes. like the photo. Yeah. How. I mean, we'll get to it, but like, if something bad happens to your neck, I mean, Mario, you would be able to speak yeah. to this way more obviously. What's, well, uh, yeah? I mean, it's just like so. The the reveal is that this is a fake out, and Bird's just like, ah, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. But I agree. If you describe the photo as having your neck bent at an unnatural angle, that implies you could not naturally bend it that right. way. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> so how did bird break his fucking neck <laughs> that's it's just a talent of bird it's one of his many talents he, he one of his <laughs> well, you know birds have hollow bones <laughs> so. So they can rotate their neck at a really fucked up angle and trick their friends so to me at this point i was like oh is this like some weird like time paradox stuff like yeah like where bird wouldn't have made that pose if he didn't see the photo but the photo predicted he would be in that pose. So I was like, huh, this is really interesting to think about while bird, while bird is beaten to death by Greg and Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they fucking destroy his ass. <laughs> they like hold him down. It's like they beat the shit out of him. <laughs> like, you fucker. This is by the way, during the baseball game, they are on the field, yeah. which made me think like, is, is this a legit, baseball game or like so it's an, an honest to god like baseball game with teams and like adults there and like coaching yeah. and yep, like yeah yeah doing all that stuff because at certain points it felt like just like the kids the only people who who were there were the kids and they were just having like a practice mock game like well we'll get own. to it but the parents are so fucking bored they want to leave yeah. <laughs> like, like, like the parents are like actively getting out of stands and doing something else yeah, like, they just don't give a fuck which, hey, if they were giving a fuck, maybe what happens wouldn't have mm. happened. So basically, Bird is like, Bird says his reasoning for doing this was, quote, you think it showed Michael, the camera, he says the camera is, they're, they're, they're it's, it's bogus. This is all bogus. Mm-hmm. You think, it, like they, he said, you think some, that because it showed Michael falling down the stairs, there's something strange with the camera. That's dumb. <laughs> it's not, but. but <laughs> It's it's the it's so it's cool. It's like why? It's in, it's not dumb. At the very least, it's interesting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like why is it happening? What what is going on here? And you know, if uh, you, you you read some of these books, and it's like, okay, what would I do in this situation? You know? Yeah. And the first thing I would try to fuck around with is like, what what exactly is this camera doing? With like, wh- if I take a picture of a water bottle, is it gonna like have? Yeah. Like, someone's finger in it or something is it like what what exactly is it doing the point here is that i would test it i would want to do like you would think he'd be taking more photos of more things right you would think that yes i agree i think that would be the natural assumption like i should take a photo of like my homework right (laughs) like and if it comes out with an f on it then i know (laughs) yeah i need to do it better or something or get someone else to do it for me um yeah (laughs) but like especially at the beginning where it's just like, if anything, 
it was predicting the future. You know, yes, it, it wasn't necessarily like causing it to happen. It's just like, oh my god, this thing yes. can predict the future. There are so many things we that you think, could do. We think that's what it's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he takes a picture of the car, and then it's like, oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. The um, so the baseball game continues very boringly, very boringly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they Sherry wants to leave desperately, but Greg says, uh, no. <laughs> Bird's coming up. I want to stay and boo him. <laughs> which, <laughs> Some friends. <laughs> which I think is, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, unironically, that's pretty funny. So uh, they then do exactly that. Um, and as they like get ready to leave, having successfully made their friend miserable, uh, the next batter, so Bird hits the ball and moves the base, right? The next batter sm- smashes the ball into the side of Bird's head fucking killing him (laughs) (laughs) he's fucking dead he fucking dies well he doesn't die but like but i mean it sounds like he's gonna be dead from dude the way that it's described in this book fucking Dwayne wade is dead (laughs) bird is gone bird flew the coop oh bird done done flew the coop see that's that's why i asked if uh like uh, because it was interesting to hear you say that like you know oh there there were the teams and there were adults there and they're bored and they're wanting to yeah leave. yeah 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 because it the way that it, this is described it makes it sound like no one rushes to his aid no one like you know a, an adult runs down there and calls like an ambulance like and the, here's the other thing: Were the kids wearing helmets? Because a hel- the helmets in baseball games have like the protectors around the ears, yeah, that prevent this kind of like hit. They should, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what the what the logistics of this was. Like, I I'm. It's very strange. <laughs> it doesn't seem it doesn't seem well managed. Let's put it that this that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, but yeah, um, <laughs> that kid, oh my god. He's, so he's toast, right? So the, everyone runs down, well, so Greg at least runs to, to get to Bird. Yeah. But this is, so this is wild. So Bird just got hit with his baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Next chapter, go to Bird to, to like check on our dying friend. Enter Terry. Yep. Okay. And as you may remember, the photo that he was in showed the house across the street from the playground that they are at or the park. And it's now, so Greg looks over and it's his like view of the photo has been recreated. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, so he is now once again, seeing Terry freaked out in front of the house and he's, and we're like, Oh, Oh, Oh. and (laughs) this is, uh Oh, and Terry informs Greg that their dad has been in a car accident the car is completely totaled. My God. So that's like three photos happening at once. Yeah. Like, it's just like quick succession. It's like bam, bam, bam. Like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. And it's also... It's good shit. It, it com- doesn't it completely like... You, you're you way... F- you be- get fo- focused on Terry now and, and Greg's father. Yeah. And then you completely forget about Bird. You do a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bird has yeah, just bird died, but you're like, oh, bird, my dad. Bird may as well be dead. <laughs> um, uh, they're also of note. So Greg notices that there's a dark shadow behind the bleachers. Yeah. Someone's watching them. Oh, man. Um, dum, 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 dum. Also, I, have a, I really like. Oh, go on, sorry. I have a quick question. Really quick. Yeah. Um, you know how Greg took a picture of the, the fucked up uh, station wagon? Yeah. The Taurus? Um, yeah. Doesn't that imply that they drove that wrecked ass car back into their driveway? Yes. 
<laughs> yes, it does. Anyway. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> you got that there. Um, anyway. Um, I really like, I really like the next sequence uh, where Greg goes, goes to the hospital. I think it's cool because he's like, he's not able to like perceive anything. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like R.L. Stein just describes a bunch of colors, like colored things, like the paint color and the uniforms and the floors. Mm-hmm. And Greg's just like registering color and like nothing else because he's so freaked out about his dad. Yeah, um, that's really, yeah, that's really effective. I think it was nice. I thought that was an effective sequence. Like R.L. Stein wrote some like real human stuff at that moment. Um, good for him. <laughs> definitely undercut by what happens shortly but uh anyway <laughs> well so they go in and, and mr banks has is wrapped up like a mummy apparently uh by the way the very next book we're doing by book the book is the mummy one <laughs> yeah. yeah there you go one of a couple i think but yeah but he yeah so he's his head's wrapped up like a mummy or it's on his hair uh he has one arm in a cast mm-hmm. and an ivy in the other arm uh, and he's definitely on drugs. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> he's definitely medicated. Fucking whacked out of his gourd. Um, he's apparently got mo- uh, some like a broken arm and some some ribs are broken. He's got some a concussion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're watching him for internal injuries. So he's he's pretty jacked up. The book definitely sounds bad. Yes, like uh, I mean the full body cast thing is definitely an indicator that like uh this guy got destroyed like. That accident, that was not a fender bender. And especially implied by the photo, like, he got... Yes, he got, yeah, yeah, it implies it's, it's not good. Yeah. And the narrator also is definitely, like, voicing Dad as if he can't really talk. Like, he's right. definitely voicing him as if he is struggling yeah. to to communicate. Um, or, you know, he's not entirely lucid. Right. At this point, Greg is like, I've got to tell him with this photo. So, so he... Like, he tries to bring it up, and Mom totally brushes him off. Um, and uh, Dad passes out because he's on painkillers. Evidently, a guy ran a red light and plowed into the driver's side car side of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, he claims his brakes stopped working, which is interesting. Yeah, because there is a central question to what's happening with the camera and the photos that it's taking, which is, right. is the camera predicting the future or, or is, is it, the camera causing the future exactly. things to happen? Is it? Yeah. And it's very interesting. Also, you would know this more than me. And the fact that you didn't bring it up definitely indicates that maybe I'm off base here. But mm-hmm. if you have a concussion, you shouldn't go to sleep, should you? Um. So um, that is that is a. a um, if it's too complicated, that is a tr- don't worry about it. It's a truism that yes, you're you're not supposed to for some time. It's it, he's hospitalized, so I think it's probably fine. Mm, <laughs> like, that's true. That's true. Let me put it that way. Like he's he's hospitalized. He's being monitored. It really it would be fine. It's interesting because I just finished watching uh, like uh, seven seasons of Dexter, and one yeah. one an episode of Dexter. I think it was season. I think it was three or four. I think it was the Trinity season, the very beginning of it. He gets into a car accident in the first episode and he gets a concussion and the whole episode he's trying not to fall asleep because the doctor uh, was like, okay, you can't, you you can't go to sleep. We recommend anyone who gets a concussion of your nature to not um, fall asleep for the next, like, I think he said like 24 hours. And so 
I I suspect uh, I'm not really sure there's a great like real reason mm. that behind that except that a concussion can belie that you have a more serious injury. So like I think the argument you made that if you go home and go to sleep, you could actually have you know a brain bleed and and die, mm-hmm. and you and no one might know about it because you were asleep and you know ah, we're not being monitored. Gotcha, but. But the, but like a concussion itself does not make sleeping more dangerous. Like, okay. I think it's just more that there might be something else. Yeah, something might happen and someone won't be there to point that out. Like, yeah, okay. like if you're asleep and no one's monitoring you and, you know, right. you, yeah, you know, you, you need to be like, you shouldn't be really on your own. Let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So Bird's okay. <laughs> well, thank God. So Bird's fine. He's he's fine. Last last time we saw Bird, he was lying on the ground with his neck snapped in a completely unnatural way. So it's good to hear that he is okay. Apparently, so the we jump a week in the future. Yeah, that was fun. Um, for whatever. I mean, okay, it's less egregious than some other books in this in the Goosebumps franchise have done. True. Um. Uh, like monster blood jumps around too much, and and, yeah. and in this case, it's so Sherry is having a birthday party, and she wants Greg to bring the camera, mm-hmm. um, which Greg has not touched in a week. Which okay, all right, sure. And now he, Greg, now is the part. Okay, Greg tells Sherry that he had a dream about the camera, mm-hmm. which depicts the cover of the book. Yeah. It's very short this this conversation. It's like a couple sentences if that. Maybe maybe a paragraph. Yeah. It's just so in and out. It, yeah, Greg describes like to a T the cover of Say Cheese and Die. Like uh you know, oh dad was out back grilling and uh everybody was having a great time and mom was there and uh Terry was behind them and I said, "Hey, everybody pose for a photo." And then I took it and they were all skeletons. Am I right? to assume that R.L. Stein put this in after Mario my friend give me one second as I go and get a book okay 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 here I have with me the art of goosebumps gifted to me by my friend Mario for Christmas. Whoa. And yeah, this thing is awesome, by the way. I'm so happy that like, <laughs> this is like a- amazing. I love having such high resolution art of this, of all of the fucking books. But in addition to all of the covers and a bunch of um, cool quotes and stuff, there's a bunch of interesting tidbits of information. And one of them for the Say Cheese and Die uh, uh, page, which is 21. All you goosebumps heads out at home, at home can can read along. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so a couple things. First off, this is where I got that thing from earlier. Uh, page 20, it's a two-pager, uh, and this book is huge, so it's amazing to look at all this stuff. Uh, Curly says, <laughs> the cover of the... <laughs> it's an amazing picture of Curly. The cover of this novel is the start of of what would become an essential ingredient in most of the series covers, the juxtaposition of normal looking subject matter with a grotesque element. Jacobus said that that this title 
The title of this book is what made him realize that the series was humor mixed with horror. Wow. Wow. So, man, R.L. Stein's like, joke title was very important in the history of this franchise. Damn. It was. And that joke title was like an afterthought. Hmm. It's so it's so fun, like, how all this stuff works. Um, okay. And here it is on page 21. In this case, the cover features a seemingly happy uh, family enjoying a barbecue on a sunny day. The only catch is that they're all skeletons. This cover was so beloved by the Scholastic team that when they realized there were no scenes in the book that resembled the art, they called R.L. Stein and asked him to add the <laughs> moment into the story. Stein ingeniously added the scene as a dream sequence. I wouldn't call it ingenious. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> no, that's that's incorrect. It was it, like it's dream sequence implies that there was a is implies. Yeah, it's not the retelling of a dream, <laughs> but whatever. Like. We've literally seen... The, yes. Monster Blood has a dream sequence in it. <laughs> Welcome to Dead House has a dream sequence that's nearly identical. Nearly identical to this. <laughs> it, 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 some would say even better because it's skeletons eating skeletons. I, we, I'd agree that owns. Um, Fucking rad. But like, yeah, it's like, it's this is... I would not call it ingenious. I would call it doing the bare minimum. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> dude, I read that quote before I read, uh, reread uh, Say Cheese and Die. And that fucking yeah. book set me up. <laughs> uh, it, for, yes. It, absolutely. So, so kids at home, brace yourself for disappointment <laughs> when it comes to this subject. <laughs> fucking. But I do think it's funny that the Slastics team liked it that much. Yeah. Which goes to show you it's it was it's just good it's a good cover <laughs> it really is and it influenced so much also a uh, quick side note um remember how i said in monster blood that um uh, the reason why we talked about slime toys was because there was an, a weird quote that came from somewhere uh, that said that rl stein like uh wrote monster blood because of slime yeah, toys. yes yes page 19 of this uh the art of goosebumps book oh by sarah rodriguez by the way at the very bottom of the page it says R.L. Stein said he was inspired to write this story by the toy slime his son used to play with. It is one of the few Goosebumps books written in third person with all of the following Monster Blood books following suit. So anyway, that is where that info okay. comes from. I found it. I got it and I read every page and I was super shocked to see that that is where Man, the source of that comes from. The deep lore. The deep lore. Deep goose lore. The deep goose lore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's rad. Um, what's not rad is this piddly little reference to the, yeah. the cover, which is forced in. It's, it's a bit in. of a, you know, it's a pittance, I would say. Yeah. Come on. Um, give me a full dream sequence. Come on. Um, give me something like what happens in the show. Yeah. I, I agree. Yes, actually. <laughs> um, and to no surprise, Sherry's like, uh, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> uh, fuck off, idiot. Uh, fucking nerd. She literally says, she says, what a dumb dream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> kids the honesty of uh, children the honesty of children um but she demands that he bring the camera to her party because they're being required to stay outside and there's just nothing to do out there so she wants to take photos and look at how weird they turn out <laughs> i mean yeah hey if you're a kid you probably so, do the same damn thing yep so greg brings a camera <laughs> to the party uh bird's there yay he's alive hooray he claims that now, uh, from time to time, he clucks like a chicken, and everyone laughs. Everyone has a good time with his that. hilarious joke. Yeah, he's a comic, you know. Michael does thinks Bird sucks, which I think is correct. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Michael is wearing an oversized Hawaiian shirt and faded jeans, which I think is right. Great. (laughs) Which, okay, here we go. Uh, This part, I was just like, I hate you, bird. I hate you, bird, so much. So Greg says, where'd you get that shirt? And bird says, in a cereal box. (sighs) Everyone laughs. Michael says, my grandma gave it to me. Bird says, he made it at home ec. Shut the fuck up, bird. You first of all, you made one joke already. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you don't get to do it again. <laughs> you get one and then you're done. And then Michael says, uh, explains it was the only clean shirt he had at home. Bird walks over and just rubs some fucking dirt on it and says, well, now, now it's dirty too. Bird. Get over here. Um, I'd beat the shit out of this kid. <laughs> like, like, fucking shit. And then Michael shoves him into a hedge, quote unquote, playfully. I would not have been playful if I had shoved him into that hedge. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> that was R.L. Stein protecting us from the truth that uh, Michael <laughs> fucking threw that idiot's head into the goddamn <laughs> bush. Uh, Sherry emerges. She's wearing a braid and oversized silk yellow top over black spandex leggings. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm not wrong. Am I crazy? Like, every time Sherry shows up, Oh, Jovial Bob's it has like way too much <laughs> like description of her specific outfit. Uh, it's just like it's like Andy in in Monster Blood. I, I don't like it's it's bizarre. Well, I mean, he talks about Michael's outfit, too. So it's not the only outfit okay, he describes okay. in this chapter. But like her outfits also are all the same. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just made me think like. Who is is he writing this? Uh, these sequences, like who, I want to know, like the the audience for Goosebumps, like uh, not the ages are probably you know twelve, <laughs> uh, twelve averaging, uh, but like I want to know if like more uh, girls read it versus boys because like it's just is he specifically writing for girls and thinks that oh yeah by writing uh, by like describing the outfits clothes is this going to be yeah i don't yeah, know like, i it just occurred to me while i was reading it once that like maybe that was a thing i don't know anyway i don't know um sherry like demands that her photo be taken yeah demands um is like adamant despite that, greg um, is that this photo be taken <laughs> Greg is like, no, no, this, there's something really fucking weird going on with this camera. But she's like, oh, but I want it to be weird. <laughs> That's the whole point. Michael notes that they were the only boys invited, and she said, yep, three boys and nine girls. Um, oh, but also, okay, audiobook thing. Mm-hmm. When Michael says this about the boys being invited, the narrator says it as if Michael's tongue is being stuck out. He says, Hey, are we the only boy thing? <laughs> yeah, what what was that? Hey, are we the only boys invited? Michael asked, stepping up to Sherry. Yeah, just you three, Sherry said, and nine girls. Oh, wow. Michael made a face. That was really I weird. don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happens. I, <laughs> like, like, was he eating something or so? Or like, I don't know. Did someone hold his tongue? Um, I don't know. What the fuck? It was really weird. I don't know. Michael hates this. There's this many girls. Um, and backs into Nina Blake, Sherry's friend. <gasps> okay. All right. 
Uh, Nina demands to know what the party will involve. Bird suggests spin the bottle, which, ugh. Oh, my God. All right, Bird. Thank you so much. Uh, Nina suggests truth or dare. Everyone likes truth or dare. Greg then says, or thinks, truth or dare meant lots of kissing and embarrassing stunts. All right. <laughs> I am going to go out on a limb and say that no living human has ever played spin the bottle. <laughs> Like, I, I don't think that it's a real game that people play. <laughs> it's a fake game <laughs> invented. I think it's a fucking conspiracy. <laughs> um, and I'm going to can go further and say, I don't think Truth or Dare does involve a lot of kissing. <laughs> like, like, if every dare in Truth or Dare is you have to kiss somebody, it's a bad game. <laughs> Yeah, I think just pick truth then. Well, I think that is a line from the book where it's just like, I'll just pick truth all the time. So I don't have to do it. I don't have to do weird shit. Just just pick truth. It's easy. It's easy. <laughs> if you don't want to do it, pick truth. Who cares? And then I'll tell you one more thing. Pick truth and then fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't do that. It's truth or dare. There's they're fucking no, hey, there's fucking no rules. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> there's no rules at the 12-year-old truth and dare contest. In this world, you got to fuck it's kill or be killed, you know? You got to <laughs> fucking lie sometimes. <laughs> Which hey, considering what happens uh, in a, in a little bit and how they lie to certain people <laughs> of important life lesson coming up in this very <laughs> like hey you know lessons learned so sherry takes the photo yes i'm sorry greg takes the photo of sherry yes. sherry is not in the photo <gasps> which is what's weird she is not in the photo and she is disgusted with greg by the way she yeah the, she's described as talking disgustedly twice in this segment uh <laughs> I thought you were a photographer. Knows- you want to do this shit for your life? You want to be like, you want to do your career and you can't even take a picture of me? What the fuck is wrong with you? You fucking disgust me, Greg, you piece of shit, you worm. <laughs> Which, of all of the things to happen with this camera and all of the spooky things to happen, this is a pretty good one, yeah. but it's also the most understandable for people to be like, oh, well, you just moved the camera. It's fucked up. It's fucked up, yeah. Um, she's like, well, I'm not a vampire, Greg, which uh, that's what a vampire would say, Sherry. <laughs> 100%. Okay. Um, but Greg's like, no, that's the fucking tree where you were standing. <laughs> like, So they retake the photo, which I think is a good idea. Okay, that's a smart thing, right? Like, if it fucked up once and we're debating whether or not it's like a, a magic camera, yeah. just take it again. Uh, test and observe. Experiment here, right? Yep. It, it happens again, right? So clearly it is turning Sherry invisible in this photo. Okay, she is not in the photo. <laughs> This is not weird enough for Sherry to be excited about. Instead, they go in the woods and play some bullshit games. Greg hates them. Bird is the only one that likes them because he's the worst. They go back inside for cake. Bird makes fun of Michael's shirt again. And, but when they get back, Sherry is gone. She's not there. And they can't find her anywhere. That. Dum, dum, dum. That's terrifying. That's scary. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Like, just disappearing just entirely going away like we, we get to some I, existential goosebumps like terror uh later on yeah. in some of these other ones like yeah oh my god i am so excited for us to get to uh the cuckoo clock of doom but mm. um yeah this this is pretty good this is like good quote unquote but also the reaction to this by the character yeah. by the characters in the story is like 
this this hits like yeah i think this works this works this works yeah. there's like a real sense of panic to this yeah and like i also think it's a nice way of like literally interpreting the photo so like she's not in the photo because she has literally disappeared right, right. like she is gone so she is missing mm-hmm. it's an it's a it's a way to interpret the photo which implies that the photos can have a little fun a little fun <laughs> but yeah no there's like a real panic to this yeah. I mean, we cut to the police arriving mm-hmm. they're sweeping the woods like a lot of police are present yeah also, her dad was not at the party. Her dad was established as playing golf and had to come home for this. This is your fucking kid's birthday. Yeah, what <laughs> like, the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, oh, I didn't catch that. That's super funny. Oh, it's your yeah. child's birthday party and you're not... Oh, man, wow. Well, I'm what the fuck? playing golf. That's so funny. They also described that the candles have melted on the cake. Like Greg Yeah, Nance that was is, a good touch. That was a good touch. I like that. I like that touch. Yeah, like this is indicating like time is... They've been searching for a while. Yeah, it, and you know? it, it does one of those amazing things that writers like uh, do really well when they're when they're really like going for it is communicating in like one line, like more than one idea uh, with one concept. Yes. Like because the melted candles not only signify the passage of time, but the complete um, like uh, removal of, the, of anyone from caring about the candles and the cake. Yeah, and just yes, focused yes, completely yes. on the panic of where the fuck is my child? Right. It's a good. It's a very nice uh, image. It's effective. That communicates a lot. It's effective and efficient, and it's good. I like it. Greg notices all this because he's sitting under like a tree or something in their yard, um, and Officer Riddick comes over. <laughs> the Chronicles of Officer Riddick. <laughs> oh God, you thought that too when you heard that? Immediately, instantly. <laughs> How can you I thought, not? This cop became Vin Diesel in my mind. <laughs> He, so he wants to know why Greg hasn't left, and he Greg's like, "Well, she's my friend, and I live next door, so like, you know." The fuck, am I supposed to do, cop? Yeah, Riddick's like, "Well, you should go home. This is gonna take a while." I want to say for later that in this sequence, Riddick is definitely at least the the audiobook narrator is is trying to convey that he's like attempting to have sympathy for this kid. Right? right. He's like. You know, hey, are you okay? What's going on? No, we'll find her. It's gonna be all right. But he does imply that Greg might be hiding something, and then he rests his hand on his gun. Yeah. Which, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah, around. You gotta fucking light this kid up in a minute. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Need to make sure I'm ready in case this kid drives something drastic. And I do think this is a neat, a nice sequence where Greg is like, okay, I should tell this guy about this camera, but then I'll reveal that I've stolen the camera, but Sherry's more important than this camera, but he won't believe me anyway. So will this help anybody? It's a, it's a nice like thought process for Greg to have. It feels like a a, giving an actual thought. This more than any other, uh, goosebumps book feels like real. This feels like legit, like what a kid's thought process would be. Yes. And just like getting caught up in themselves and being like, well, there are more, uh, you know, Sherry's more important, but I don't, he's not going to believe me, but is it worth selling him something even if he doesn't believe me? But anyway, we end up with uh, the golden rule, which is don't talk to cops. Yes. It, it, like, so he, Greg, like, just blurs it out. Just like, this fucking camera, it's fuck, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Um, the the cliffhanger implies that Riddick is like mad. Yeah. About this, <laughs> gonna fucking shoot this kid. But it, it, it's a fake out because he really does not care. He's, uh, you He's know, just like look, you're under a lot of stress. Yeah. Which leads us to don't talk to cops. There's no point. 
There was no point to this, yes. Teaching ch- kids a very important life lesson. Greg just uh, basically, Reddick's like, go home. You're stressed out. We're going to figure this out. <laughs> you know? And then Greg's like, man, I wish I hadn't talked to that cop. <laughs> uh, but Greg goes home and finds his room ransacked. Yeah. His house is empty and his room has been uh, ransacked, which I think is a- an effectively fucking like, oh shit moment in this story. Yeah. How um, you like it now, Greg? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> so, so the, so this is the second Harry Birdman moment that I had <laughs> because I cannot envision a person opening their door to a uh, ransacked room and not think of Phil Ken seven voiced by Stephen Colbert saying my office. <laughs> Burgled, <laughs> plundered, <laughs> purloined. <laughs> Loin. Uh, I, I can't. I can't not envision that as being what Greg thought. So, so the, op, the 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 room has been plundered. But of course, Spidey doesn't know about a secret compartment. So the camera is is. Uh, Greg immediately knows it was Spidey. Let me yeah. put it this way: there's not a lot of time debating this. He's like, "Oh, it was definitely Spidey." He's looking for this camera. He was at the playground like he saw him from the bleachers so he knows where he lived because he followed him home mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. uh which is creepy i would say very and so he it, greg's like really this like is he's just, he is a a mess of emotions yes <laughs> he's all messed up and i think that that's fair this is like a pretty overwhelming day i would say <laughs> a little bit he calls bird which i would not do <laughs> oh, what the fuck is bird gonna do make a joke and he's like he he wants Bird to um meet him at the at the playground. Bird and for Bird to call Michael and have them meet in the playground. And Bird's like, it's almost dinner time though. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess ultimately they 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 agree to do this. Uh, I this is mostly a very brief kind of fillery chapter that feels like R.L. Stein needed to meet a page count. But I do like that Greg looks out uh, his his window at Sherry's empty yard because the police are gone and he can still see the birthday cake. Mm-hmm. And he says, it looks like a birthday party for ghosts. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. That's the next book. That's the next one. I was like, I'm waiting for this book. <laughs> this is going to be a good ghost, one. Ghost, ghost birthday. <laughs> Haunted birthday. <laughs> a birthday. By R.L. Stein. They go to the park. Bird and Michael are like, nope. We're not helping. Greg wants to take the camera back. And Bird and Michael are like, uh, no. <laughs> nope, not doing that. Uh, Greg calls Bird a chicken. He's like, yeah, man. Yeah, I am a chicken. <laughs> like, I'm fucking terrified of that. <laughs> Which, okay. Yeah, fair enough. So um, they suggest just, like, tossing the camera away um, or, like, leaving it at the baseball field. And Greg's like, no, Spidey keeps It was in my house. <laughs> like, he thinks I have the camera. I can't leave it at the playground because he'll just come back to my fucking house again. Which, fair. You yeah, know? no, the, the thought process, yeah. they're. It, it's yeah. a reasonable thought process. Checks out. Bird tries to take the camera, and they struggle with it. And so, yet again, a photo is accidentally taken, but this time it's of Greg. Um, cliffhanger. Dum-dum-dum. <laughs> Dum-dum-dum. Uh, and okay, this is the part of the story. I would I would argue that right about now is when R.L. Stein is like, I am out of ideas. <laughs> I give up. I have run out of stuff. <laughs> I'm done. Joey Ferris and Mickey Ward emerge at the playground. They are two ninth graders. They are bullies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They never get in any trouble despite the fact that they are bad. Joey has blonde hair, which is spiked. He has a diamond stud in one ear. Mickey has long black hair and zits and is has a toothpick. And they're both wearing heavy metal t-shirts. And 
the narrator has given them Brooklyn accents. Yes, yes. I Oh, man, I loved it so much. Greg tucked the snapshot into his jeans pocket. Hey, you found my camera, Joey said, grabbing it out of Greg's hand. That I love. I love that. Uh, Bird and Michael immediately bail because they suck. Yep. Um, Joey takes the camera and they basically just like, they're doing the bully shit. You know, they're, they're invoking finders keepers on the camera. They, uh, they, they, they take the camera and, and Mickey is about to take a photo of Joey and, uh, they try to stop them. Greg tries to stop them. Bird says it's because, uh, the, you'll, your face will break the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and uh mickey's like this this kid thinks he's hot stuff <laughs> this kid thinks he's hot stuff and bird says no i don't <laughs> which, which is which is pretty good um and then mickey says he looks like something i stepped in yesterday <laughs> which, which is pretty good basically he they just don't want them to learn the camera secret so greg like leaps up and, and takes the camera and runs and the Joey and Mickey like don't even bother chasing them. They're just like whatever, <laughs> fucking don't care. <laughs> like, but it's but they all agree that now it's too late to take the camera back to the house. It's too late. We'll do it tomorrow. Greg says, and <laughs> Bird and Michael are like, oh yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll follow you. <laughs> yep. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, where was I meet you? <laughs> yeah. What time do you want to do? Um. Uh. Greg realizes that he hasn't looked at the photo that he took of himself. Um, and it is a photo of himself and Sherry. <gasps> hey. Ah. They are both looking straight ahead. They have expressions of horror on their face, and a shadow is covering them. Mm. Okay. Greg calls out to Sherry, like, are you here, Sherry? <laughs> um, and a voice responds, but it's just his mom. Oh. Because he apparently hadn't called home since Sherry had gone missing. Um... <laughs> probably want to or he hadn't like talked to his mom since sharing i missing because she's at work i guess oh, so like come on greg come on come on get it together time skip greg's pacing in his room dad's coming home sherry's missing and then he's just he's just all fucked up for the and then he says cameras can't be evil after all oh buddy oh my sweet summer child oh my sweet summer child greg is just so frustrated he studies the camera the photos for clues and he just tears up the photos. And then he just like lays down in bed for two hours. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like lays down in bed and it's like waits for the world to give him a sign. And it does. Sherry calls. Whoa. Nice. See, here's the thing. Uh, so Sherry's back and it's yeah. insinuated. Uh, I mean, I, I was it expressly stated or is it insinuated that tearing up the photo of Sherry causes uh, basically broke the spell yes I th- if it's not out i mean basically greg says so she's been back for two hours two hours ago he tore up the photo mm-hmm. therefore he assumes or he wonders if that's why she's back right so that does a couple things for me one did he rip up both of the pictures that yes okay yes. so he ripped them both up okay see that's the thing that i realized earlier where it was like oh 
if he only ripped up one of her not being there, then why? But what, what does that mean? Yeah. But I wonder, does that mean that you could use the camera and if you ripped up the photo it took, it wouldn't happen? That was my other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it completely negate any like nastiness or evilness of the camera or like any of the camera's effectiveness by just ripping up the photo? Like you could get an idea for what's coming and then just prevent it from happening by ripping it. Yeah, up. and then it's yeah, it's prevent it interestingly though so it's not that like sherry didn't get lost like very very important here she didn't like sherry has just not existed for two hours yeah she went to the sunken place (laughs) yeah like like she like the camera literally uh, mate removed her from existence (laughs) yeah she's like i remember the party i remember being outside my house two hours like two weeks later like I, i don't have any other memories at all (laughs) that's yeah that's that's fucking crazy i love that like so the camera's fucking magic yeah no (laughs) it's straight up like yeah it was magic before but it is extremely like crazy magic now it's like doing something and putting people away from reality so like so we we now do the exact same thing we did before where greg's like sherry meet me at the playground we're taking this fucking camera back and she's like oh okay so she goes there she still is unconvinced the camera is magic what the shit how do you explain sherry (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) i don't (laughs) but 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 reality is here to prove greg right because suddenly a shadow moves towards them <sighs> it cr- uh, and they gasp in fear as Spidey emerges. Right. So the photo is of uh, an, uh, uh, you know, uh, looking on at them as Spidey is approaching them. Basically yeah. that the, the photo that, that was accidentally taken of, of uh, Greg. So like that's something, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they run away. Spidey's wearing a black baseball cap and he moves like a black, a black tarantula. Okay. Okay. This part, I don't want to say this right here. This part stinks. <laughs> this part's bad. Um, uh, it's a it's a low point in the book. I would say one of two, um, <laughs> where they're running and just like a car shows up and it's it's hey it's Jerry Norman. Hey Jerry, you, you guys remember Jerry Norman? I, I love Jerry Norman. Oh, our favorite character, Jerry Norman, uh, who lives across the street and has totally existed before now. <laughs> um, I'm so glad I know his name. Like why? Would we not like Terry or Greg's dad is coming home today? Why not have them driving back from the hospital? Yeah, something like why that. Why not have Terry come by? Like, <laughs> or like the the parents are like nearby so that they know because their daughter just disappeared. You wouldn't just let her yeah go out on her own. Why? It doesn't need to be this new character that has never existed before <laughs> showing up to save the day. Because he shows up, honks the, the horn, and, like, starts yelling at Spidey to leave those kids alone. Spidey runs away, right? Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, like, it's you can have somebody do that. But it's, like, th- this is the, like, definition of a Jerry X Machina. <laughs> it's just, just, like, it's just weird. It's just weird. It's fun. In, in any case, they agree to go to the Coffin House tomorrow. Yeah. And lo, they do. <laughs> as an ominous storm arises. Oh, my God. <laughs> so creepy i I like that it's just like the most the thunder rumbles yeah yeah also okay the the, okay did you notice how often in this chapter when they go back to the house that arlstein mentions creatures running through the grass now that you mention it yeah i do i do remember that 
I do. I I remember like, a couple times. Yeah, several times. It's just very weird. It, like it doesn't go anywhere. The creatures don't matter. But he's like Greg specifically says it might be a squirrel, but it's too big to be a squirrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what is it then? And then they talk about a possum. <laughs> well, I mean, were they talking about mice earlier? But then there was like, yeah. Oh, is it rats? And then they uh, they made fun of that dude uh, for Michael for thinking it was a rat. I think. Like I I it's like I guess it's adding to the spooky atmosphere. But like you already have a big thunderstorm happening, and you're going into the home of the Spidey guy <laughs> in the haunted house. You might as well just have Greg put his hand in a bowl of eyeballs or something. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, more haunted house about this, and more Halloweeness. Also, super weird thing happens here where the entire book has been written in third person yes. limited, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Where the the main character is Greg and your POV is yes. Greg. Suddenly, it's third person omniscient, and we're just in Sherry's brain. Y- yeah, it was odd it was very weird it was very weird and again it feels like arl stein at this point was just like winging a prayer in it <laughs> like like ah like, like, uh, uh, i got nothing more to say just imagine arl stein at his desk like writing and just the entire time he's writing these chat the final chapters he's just saying this the entire time Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like doing shrugs occasionally like ah uh, and it Here's how you can tell it's getting that way, right? Because they go in the house and there's a loud crash behind them. Cliffhanger. Our first real in a while fake fake out where it's just the door closing behind them. Yeah. They're back. They're back. <laughs> They're back. And it's like, it's not egregious, but it feels way worse because of how good the book has been up till now. Yeah. Now we know how good we can have it. Right. And now it's like this part, the part we are in now feels more like the rest of, feels more like a monster blood. Yes. Then like, because right. So they go down in the basement, they put the camera back. If it feels like I'm breathing through these chapters, I am not a lot happens. <laughs> like, like, they're like, they go in the basement, they put the camera back and they are about to leave when Spidey appears. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a big lightning flash. Oh, it illuminates his face. Oh. He's he's old and has small round eyes and a small mouth, which I envisioned as very small <laughs> eyes and a small mouth. <laughs> I'm Spidey. I'm Spidey. His, they say his voice is younger and warmer than his eyes, which the narrator, I will say, does take to heart, right? Mm-hmm. So like the audiobook narrator does give him like a very soft spoken affect. Mm-hmm. Um which I like that. I don't think I, it's like it makes this part kind of odd um, because now we're into we're into an extremely long monologue from Spidey. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, well, let's talk about <laughs> Dr. Fritz Fredericks, a.k.a. Spidey. Yeah. So he's Dr. Fritz Fredericks. Um, he is uh he tells the kids they shouldn't have taken the camera. And for a minute there, it seems like he's totally fine with them, like, returning the camera. Mm-hmm. But then Greg's, like, that he reveals that he knows the camera is, is like, not normal. Uh, he says it's broken. And Spidey's like, it's not broken. It's evil. <laughs> it's the camera. He, he says it's evil. The word evil is used a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. He's like, the camera is evil. I should know. I helped to create it. Which... Okay, it's not true even in his own monologue. It's so good. What was the name of his, uh, the person, uh, his other 
Uh, I don't think he says oh, it. Yeah, he just says lab partner or something. Is this his lab partner? Unnamed lab partner. Unnamed lab partner created the camera, but then Spidey figured out what it could do. I guess. And stole it. So this entire time, I'm th- I'm reading this or I'm I'm hearing this uh, on the audiobook. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, because I had completely forgotten the twist of this. And I was thinking, oh, okay, so they, this is more of like a science fiction type thing that they're going with. They have a camera yes. that has like yes. the ability to see into the future. Yeah. But then <laughs> but then Spidey <laughs> says that... Oh, so yeah, so Spidey really says that Spidey himself was, he was evil, young and greedy. Yes. But <laughs> my partner was much more evil than I. <laughs> He's, he says, quote, direct quote, my partner was a true evil one. He dabbled in the dark arts. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck me, Arl Stein. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. So I interpret this to mean that scientifically, Spidey's lab partner made a camera that predicts the future. Right. And then... <laughs> Because it was stolen, put an evil curse on the camera so that it made the future bad? Yeah, I guess that's how it works, which is extremely funny to me. <laughs> I just love the idea that, like, oh, no, inventing having a camera that uh, can see into the future isn't bad enough. like, Or that can't create situations where, you know, people will get, you know... I mean, you've got to find a reason for all this stuff to be bad, right? right. Because it has been. And it, at no point has Greg used the camera for a good purpose. Right, right. So you have to justify, I guess, why all this bad shit would happen. Because it can't just be putting the future. Or Greg's had, like, the worst yeah. two weeks of his life. <laughs> like <laughs> Weirdly centered around all of the pictures that he's taking. Yeah. But also, you got to factor in the fact that it made Sherry fucking disappear. Yes. 100%. So now... So then Spidey adds... He adds, some primitive people fear the camera, which, okay, uh, <laughs> okay. That line shows up in the show, too, and I thought they were going to change it for the show, and they didn't change it. Uh, they believe if it takes a picture, it will steal their souls. Well, this camera really does steal souls, <laughs> which, so, okay, so with the camera, okay. What? So, it, mm, it, that so explains, the camera steals souls? That explains one instance that, that's one, one. that's one <laughs> that does not explain any other thing the camera does spidey <laughs> like, <laughs> i just don't and like oh. how does it determine who, what souls it's taking why was sherry's stole taken and not terry's <laughs> like, this also feels incredibly hideo kojima to me oh like, this is hideous <laughs> kojima all over like, because it's just like you could you can practically see rl stein like wh- uh, like reading something about how like oh this uh, tribe uh was afraid yeah. uh, like that was a thing right it's like um some tribe was afraid of a camera because they thought it would I, the thing is like i can find i tried googling this like where this came from yeah wh- and i can't find anyone that actually cites like a tribe that thought this yeah like, what the shit so it, it's probably like, just fucking fake. It's probably not real. It's probably bullshit. It's probably some old, some fucking white dude yeah. in the past just said this and and everyone believed it. Yeah, it's the same shit with like, oh, you eat like uh, uh like two spiders every year in your sleep or some shit. Yeah, I mean, like you could argue that maybe some uh, tribal groups didn't want their pictures taken. Right. <laughs> 
But it probably isn't because they thought the camera's fucking magic. Right. They probably <laughs> said, like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, just, like, don't, just go away. I don't... And then they... <laughs> and then they interpreted that in the most unforgiving way or like in the most uh, yeah disingenuous well, because, fucking I mean, shitty way it doesn't even fucking check out because there's so many fucking pictures of tribes yeah men yeah like, like what? <laughs> it's like well i mean oh my god uh, anyway uh, it's it's just ridiculous also it's bad it's a bad thing to say it, i mean like it's not arlstein's fault really because it's a it's a myth people believe yeah. honestly the whole it just this whole monologue just makes the cameras less clear like, yes. to me on how it yes. works. Like I thought I had it pretty well figured out, and I, now I don't know what it does or like how it works. Apparently, it also cannot be destroyed. Yes, yes. So, so Spidey was like keeping it secret to protect people from a, from it. Great job, Spidey! You fucking did it. Uh, yeah, did a bad job, I must say. <laughs> um, like why not just fucking bury it in the fucking woods? Yeah, like, fucking Jumanji that shit. Like fucking just bury that shit or like throw it in the fucking ocean. Throw it in a sewer. <laughs> yeah, put shit all over it. No one would want to touch it then yeah Yeah, shit on it but but so greg and sherry are like okay great story bye uh we're gonna go (laughs) but he won't let them leave because they know too much and now he can never let them leave and i don't he's they're like you can't keep us here forever and he's like i have no choice what does that mean do you intend to keep them here forever or are you threatening to kill them (laughs) like i'm I'm unclear on what spidey wants to do at this moment (laughs) (laughs) well if they grow up eating nothing but hungry man dinners they're gonna die anyway like is his yeah i mean because i guess his plan was just keep the camera in a in the basement forever (laughs) like it's fucking what the fuck they get in a fight and like the and um the camera goes off accidentally again as as it's done three times now oh i thought sherry did it specifically yeah sherry does it specifically sherry is grappling him specifically because spidey has grabbed onto greg yeah and is also holding the camera so sherry takes the opportunity to like bum rush him yeah um and she takes the picture uh, picture uh specifically yeah i assume that she like goldberg tackled him it's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, a very good um, image and- <laughs> a very good visual <laughs> Um, and they like they take this time to run away, and apparently, so they run away, and Spidey is just like fucking screaming. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think this this part for me does work. So like we've gone back around. I think that I think that the past couple chapters, Arl Stein was buying time because I think he probably had this ending in mind. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the ending works and would have worked with the rest of the story as well. Um, and I just feel like he was just trying to get here. Right. Cause like Spidey's screaming, the kids run away and they like turn around to see if he's chasing them and he's not, he's just lying on the floor. Yeah. And, and he, he's fucking he's dead. dead. So can, is it, I, this might be since welcome to the dead house, our first like actual dead person in a goosebumps book. Yeah. He is fucking he, he's dead. dead. He's 100% dead as a doornail. That dude is dead. And the kids killed him, murdered 100%. him today. Like, 100%. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> They, like they say his eyes are bulging out his face is frozen in, t- in terror and i think this is like a, a like a this is pretty wild because like this would fuck you up if you were a child like yeah like reading not the book just or finding a dead happen. person but killing oh someone. yeah 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 okay yeah i thought reading it as a kid would fuck you up no i mean well, no i don't think reading it as a kid would mess you up so much yeah. i think that if you were sherry in this moment you'd be pretty fucked up yes and they, they like so they they check the photo and it's a picture of 
Spidey lying on the floor exactly like this. So apparently he just died of fright at the prospect of his photo being taken. I love that this is just, that's just a photo. Like he, like the camera just took a picture of yep. the Spidey. Yep. <laughs> I, I kind of like that idea that like the Spidey has spent so much time, so much of his life, like paranoid about this camera. Yeah. And like never using it and never touching it. And it went off. And like the one time it happens, he's like, Oh fuck. <laughs> Oh, my heart. <laughs> my eyes are bulging out of my head. <laughs> so Greg puts the camera. Greg puts the camera back in the fucking vice grip hiding place. Yeah. Which I hate that. I mean, like, I get it. But like, I, I don't think it's very thoughtful. Because if you found it, Greg, <laughs> right? Like, if you found it. So we cut back, we cut to two days later, and the friends are back together. Gang's all back together. Uh, and Greg just says, I hope no one finds out about that camera. Okay. <laughs> cut to. <laughs> well, so so to clarify, so just in case anyone's wondering how this works out, so Arlstein did cut. Arlstein's checked his own box for a cinema sense here, yeah. <laughs> where he, he did include a part where Greg and Sherry told the police about the body and that they claimed they went to the house just to get shelter from the storm that had started and found Spidey in the basement, which, okay. Lying to the cops. Excellent. And Spidey is said to have died of heart failure. Mm. Uh, I think technically in this scenario, he would have died of what's called Takatsubo's cardiomyopathy, um, oh. which is typically what you refer to as someone who dies of a broken heart. Oh. Uh, but it also can happen when you are in a state of severe emotional distress from being frightened. Although realistically, he probably just had a fucking heart attack. <laughs> like, uh, like you can just have an arrhythmia from, you know, the, like, the he's, fucking, he's older, uh, probably heart didn't work that great. Um, yeah, an arrhythmia but, from the um, one of fucking 20 uh, goddamn hungry man dinners that he's been eating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just might, yeah. Uh, the the stress could just kill him that way. But um, Takatsubo uh, cryomyopathy is, fun fact, is named after... Um, it's named specifically after a uh, an octopus jar that uh, is used in Japan for catching octopuses. Octopi. Oh. Octopuses. It's octopuses. And so it's that's why it's named after that. Well, that doesn't explain anything. Well, oh, uh, sorry. It's because the heart looks like an, it looks like that oh, shape. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should. I forgot. I forgot. I in my brain. In my brain, I'd already said that. <laughs> uh, no, it's because your heart takes on a, a like a, a, a shape that looks like a an that looks like this octopus jar when it's under stress. When it when it has this specific form of of cardiomyopathy. Oh, wow, that's fascinating. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the specifically one of the one of the chambers gets enlarged and and looks like this but i i would argue that he given the way that he died it probably is a fucking heart attack yeah probably (laughs) in any case they're like i hope no one finds that camera that was my medical tangent (laughs) (laughs) everyone finds his camera and they leave emerge (laughs) emerge our two bullies remember them (laughs) remember them not the ones from monster blood no the ones in this book new ones may have forgotten it (laughs) you may have forgotten it because the scene was so unimportant (laughs) (laughs) so nothing which again again i feel like this is rl stein having written this chapter first yeah and then he was like oh fuck i forgot to put the two bullies in here (laughs) like I i have to write these characters in it felt more like well, I need something to like. Oh, are you saying that he wrote like the twist ending? Like, yes. For, oh, okay, yes, yeah. Yes. Oh, okay, I'm I'm there with you on that. Like, and he just needed to have them established because they're established so late in the book. They they just don't like. 
if I, if I can give Monster Blood anything, the bullies are an important part of Monster yes, Blood. They show up more than uh, twice. Once. <laughs> yeah. So it's just weird. It's just, you know, it feels in Congress. But they saw them hide the camera. They followed them to the house two days ago and they saw them hide the camera. Oh, boy. So they got the, oh, they took the camera. <laughs> they take a camera. They take a photo and they wait for it to develop, which I think is a decent ending. Yeah. What is it? What does it show? What's it going to be? And if I remember correctly, uh, and if the wiki is correct, apparently they don't show up in the sequel, which, by the way, there is a Say Cheese and Die Again sequel. (laughs) Yeah, there's a big plot hole there, as I understand it. Yeah, so what the fuck happened to them? But that's also kind of... They're dead. They're probably dead. (laughs) Or they just disappeared. Maybe their lives were utterly ruined and they became the new Spidey. (laughs) All righty. So that is Say Cheese and Die. Uh, do we want to talk about the TV show? Ryan Gosling? Ryan, Gosling, Ryan yeah. Gosling's Goosebumps. <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know... So this stars Ryan Gosling. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the TV show... Sorry. <laughs> it's a little bit of a spoiler. Yeah, so Say Cheese and Die is uh, the TV episode season one, episode 15. It aired February 9th, 1996. And it prominently features, in the role of Greg Banks, a tiny baby Ryan Gosling. And it is fucking weird. I didn't know it was Ryan Gosling when I started it. I had no idea. And as soon as I started it and I see this kid's face, I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. And then I look it up, and it fucking is. It's Ryan fucking Gosling. It's crazy. It's wild. Uh, I, I gotta say, he does a good job in it. Yeah. I, he's easily one of the, maybe the best child actor we've had on Goosebumps to this point. See, I, I was thinking that even before I realized it was Ryan Gosling, because he was doing a really good job with some of the, the other um, people uh, uh, that he was he was acting with, especially yeah. his the, the woman who plays his mom holy shit she was terrible (laughs) it was was really bad anyway but uh Uh, this this also reminds me so okay so we have so all right we have ryan gosling as we have we have bird yes okay we do not have michael michael is gone he is gone goodbye michael michael's gone we hardly knew you we have sherry yes we do is sherry 80 yard yes I have that in my notes. She sounds ADR. <laughs> 100% ADR. There are moments where um, her mouth flap does not sync with what she's saying. And it's very obvious she's recording in like a, a, a sound booth. Yes. Uh, also, the actress sounds so bored of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm I'm glad you brought the camera because now you can take my picture. Oh, sure. I, I don't think that's a good idea. Come on. How's this? You gotta listen, Cherry. There's something really freaky about this thing. Will you just take the picture? Take another photo, Greg. Wow, what a weird camera. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's. I absolutely had that in my notes. That was so funny. So yeah, the uh, the show basically starts. Okay, so there are a couple differences with the book, right? Yeah. One of the major differences is that we no longer have a haunted like house. We know the Kaufman House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Kaufman House has been turned into what I can only describe as some weird ass industrial building. Yes. It's like a factory. It's a a factory of some sort. And the kids are like out front looking at it. Like we got to explore this place before they tear it down. So like they're urbexing. Yeah. And like, 
they have there's a fence there they're looking at it through a fence so it's like they're clearly like climbing the fence and then coming in also i have in my notes at the very beginning they're all three of them are staring longingly at this fucking weird ass building it's very funny to me anyway i also think that like i can believe that kids in a small town would break in, would sneak into an old house. Yeah, absolutely. An old house, 100%. I cannot believe they would sneak into this factory. <laughs> like, no. Like, this factory looks like it's, like, conducting business. Also, unlike the book, they see Spidey immediately. Yeah. Who looks exactly like Dr. Octopus. Yeah, I have, he looks like Doc Ock, and I also have in my notes, he also looks like just an old Quicksilver from the X-Men uh, show. Oh, sure. Uh, I, he looks like a steampunk scientist. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, so, like, one, you know he's there, mm-hmm. so you wouldn't go in. Right. Two, it's fucking huge. It's a huge, like, industrial complex. Yeah, it's really like, big. <laughs> you would not go there. So, uh, but I also want to note that when the episode starts and Spidey comes out, uh, Bird says, Spidey! <laughs> Spidey! Spidey! There he is. Spidey. <laughs> also, one of the one of the discussions that happens immediately is, I heard he eats rats. I heard it was cats. <laughs> I heard it was bats. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, what was his name? Bird. I think he says, Yeah. Ew, tasty. Yeah, he yeah, mm, tasty. <laughs> Ew, tasty. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I, I thought it was it was it was it was I got a laugh out of it, even though it does it's ridiculous. <laughs> um. They go in and like, okay, they go in and they only explore like one room, which is weird too, right? Right, right, right. Like, you can't show me this giant place and then cut to them in one room and that appears the entirety of this building. Uh, and they get in there and Bird immediately sees a TV and goes, oh, cool TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the most like, 90. That's what you came here for? It is the most 90s. This, this episode is extremely 90s. Uh, but oh, that, yes, that very 90s much so. when he uh, it was such a 90s um oh cool like oh cool tv it's fucking ridiculous <laughs> also i have to note real quick uh right at the top um the two uh, both bird and greg sound pretty fucking similar they do yeah like i think yeah. they 80 yards some of that stuff and it, it they did it in a way where it was like it just they i it was hard for me to tell them mm-hmm. apart especially when they were off screen doing dialogue the only one i could definitively identify was sherry because she would be like wow weird camera yeah you better go explore this building Greg. it was 100 <laughs> yeah her it was weird also when spidey runs off right before the kids go in yeah it, he kind of looks like he's dancing yeah he takes like really big steps i think they told him about the like the way that he supposedly moved in the books or whatever and so he like really leaned into it uh <laughs> also his layer is like neon lit <laughs> like, yeah. yeah yeah it looks like the sets from batman and robin <laughs> it looks like the um uh the lair where the kid where the uh, foot initiates go to in the TMNT. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Where they're. Well, they're- it's like, <laughs> it's very clear this is a lab. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Like this is supposed to be a mad scientist laboratory. Right. Definitely. Like, this is a villain lives here. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like he is up to no good. Yes. Uh, th- so also, Greg does not like naturally discover the camera. He actually leans on the 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 clamp. Yeah. Which pops the camera out. Which, hey, I'll take that. That, that, okay. I'll take it. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I, I buy that. I buy that more than like a, him running over and just fiddling with it. Um, also, okay. 
gotta talk about the camera. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Oh my god, this camera is the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever seen. It looks like it came out of fucking Lost in Space. Yeah, it was Lost in Space. It looks like something that Batman would pull out from his fucking car to like use against the, like some guy. First of all, it's the size of a fucking tourist station wagon. It is. It looks like huge. It is the most unergonomic thing. Like Yeah, and the viewfinder is like in the dead center of the, like the, le- yeah. like the viewfinder is in the dead center. It does. How would you use this camera? There's no <laughs> way to properly use it, and the handle is like it's the it's got like two rails on the bottom of it. Yeah, and yes. it's like where what the what the fuck is? It this? looks like it's about to fucking take off into fucking space. Like <laughs> yeah. it's gonna launch in a second. It <laughs> looks like a fucking drone. <laughs> yes. So like so right off the bat, this is a sci-fi camera. Yes. This is not a magic camera. No. It and is- as will be established, this does, story has no magic in it whatsoever. But like, this is clearly a space camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking silver, dude. It, it's like yeah. everything about it yeah. is screaming like space. <sighs> yes. Uh, so Bird goes to the, ca- the stairs and tells him to take his picture. As he juggles. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, um, hey, hey, Bird. If I can think of one activity that you shouldn't take a photo of, <laughs> like it's, it's literally juggling. <laughs> this literally will not work. <laughs> like you, maybe it'll catch one of the balls in the air, but you're not. Yeah, the, no, you're doing a more of a video thing. <laughs> also, he also does the also cheddar I, thing, which is fucking infuriating. Oh, uh, he does the cheddar thing, but like he okay, the juggling thing I thought was weird. Okay. Yeah. Bird's only character trait in this episode is that he juggles. <laughs> he juggles in every scene that he appears in. At all times, Bird is juggling. Yeah. Uh, Bird woke up one day and said, "He, w- I want to become a new kind of guy. <laughs> and the, the guy is juggler. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, uh, this kid's got circus in his future. <laughs> same shit happens. He falls up the stairs. Okay. But unlike the book, the book Spidey actually appears in this scene. Yes, and the fucking funniest, yeah, like incredible. Spidey appears, and you think, oh, he's gonna chase him, but we haven't found the exit. No, Spidey walks one step and then falls immediately off the stairs. What are you doing here? Like he just for no reason he for no reason he's not like juggling or leaning on a railing he just walks down one stair and falls off like and I want to say it's because like you know a bird fell off in the same area so that area was like oh he didn't realize that you know there was no railing there because it because bird had fucking broken through it but he has such an incredible yell when he falls yes yes I, yes and that Pratt fall is just, the whole it's the whole package ah <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wrote down I wrote down maybe it's because he's wearing welding goggles. Yeah, he can't <laughs> Just, fucking see shit. <laughs> um, and, and so they they flee, and Greg doesn't realize he's taking a camera, which appears to weigh fifty pounds. Like, <laughs> oh, I didn't realize I had this fucking fifty pound thing. Fucking cameras from space. <laughs> uh, all the same photo thing happens, except of course it like bird and doesn't really believe it. Of course, yep. and nor does Sherry. I don't think mm-hmm. they go home. And oh, we got to um, talk about that cool new car. So this car, it is not a tourist station. <laughs> it is wagon. not. It is the if you Google car, <laughs> if, 
It's car. <laughs> car.jpg. And not even JPG. It's car.jpeg. Car. Yeah, it's like the definition of a car you buy in the 90s. It is. It's a four-door gray car. It is <laughs> like, just some Hyundai-ass looking four-door nothing. It, it, and Nothing. Nothing. And it's made even funnier because Greg is supposed to be... Oh, I'm sorry. Ryan Gosling. Excited about is it. supposed to be excited, excited about, about it. it. He's supposed to be excited. But then also they have to wreck the car for the show yeah so no yeah. wonder they went with like a lower cost car some bullshit right right oh, it's just so good but i love so so he so greg sees a car enter terry enter terry okay. yep i know exactly what you're gonna say he goes hey troll <laughs> don't call me that and then terry goes oh okay <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> Oh, I thought fucking he said. Crazy. I thought he said. Duh, okay. Fucking rules. Okay. Duh, okay. <laughs> fucking rules. Hey, troll. Don't call me that. Okay. I love it. I love Terry in this. I love Ryan Gosling, but he's kind of being upstaged by Terry. <laughs> by Terry. Also, Terry has blonde hair, uh, which is long. Yes. So he could be Terry Bogard. He reminded me of that one Hanson brother with the longer hair. Yes. Yes. Or the uh, one of the bullies in Hocus Pocus. Yes. Um. Uh. And so Terry's like, what do you think about Daz's new ride? <laughs> Ryan Gosling goes, I think it's excellent. <laughs> I think uh, it's excellent. This is the, be- no, this is you the don't. prequel to Drive. You don't think that. You realize this, right? This is the prequel to Drive. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This is where he learned. This is where he learned the skills. Um, Smash cut to fucking Ryan Gosling beating the absolute fucking shit out of Spidey with uh, a fucking claw out hammer. Out of Spidey. <laughs> um uh yeah claw hammer in spidey's mouth <laughs> so in this in this version of the show greg's just not high in the camera at all no um, he, yeah. and terry and terry's like you take my picture with the car bro <laughs> and so they do which by the way i just we're passing over this real quick but the way that terry automatically just goes oh that's a camera is like the most yeah, cool fucking camera yeah you wouldn't know that you wouldn't know that <laughs> though like, what the fuck is that are you gonna shoot me with a laser what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah, can you can, hey hey bro, can you blow me up right now? Just fucking annihilate me. Fucking vaporize me, please, bro. <laughs> bro, I really needed an MRI right now. Oh, you got one of those portable MRI machines? <laughs> it, the camera looks like the the machine they use to puff puff air into your face when you get your eye examined. That like, is li- <laughs> dude, I am one hundred percent certain that that is actually what it is. They like detached it and then like put some bullshit on. It, it. might be. It's it's got the handles. The viewfinder looks exactly like that. It's got the handles to that make it look like exactly like that. Yeah, because it's not yes. meant for you. It's meant for you to hold on to to like make sure you don't like jerk around or anything. Yep. Dude, you called it. That's exactly what it fucking is. I think that might be what it is. <laughs> so, uh, so they take the photo. Greg doesn't look at it yet. And then, okay, so this is what's weird, right? So the, the instead of just cutting to Greg in the room, it lingers on Terry. It lingers in the car in the driveway, yeah. okay? Terry clearly opens the car and gets in it <laughs> as if to leave. <laughs> like, and I was just like, what? Why is he taking his dad's car? <laughs> Cut to Terry coming into Greg's room and telling him dinner is ready. Yep, <laughs> like, yep, yep. Which, by the way, <laughs> that, that was incredible. But also, Greg's dad is just Steve fucking Jobs. It's just. Oh, my God. It's just I incredible. was going to note that uh, when Terry comes in, he says, uh, Monsieur Troll <laughs> <laughs> did last call, last call for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I fucking love Rules. show Terry. 
Show Terry is a fucking right. I love Show Terry. Um so the picture shows the car is damaged. Yeah. We get the we get the the good chicken exchange. Yep. Mm-hmm. One to one to the book. But but then fucking dad dad's delivery of the car questions is so aggressive. <laughs> like it sounds like he's mad no one's talked about the car yet. <laughs> Because, like, they're talking about chicken and veal, and then his dad just goes, so, what's everyone think about that new car? <laughs> no one's fucking talking about it, and I spent a lot of money on that thing. And then uh, Greg's like, I think it's excellent, <laughs> I think it's excellent. But then he's, okay, so, to avoid getting in the car, to avoid the car ride, okay? Yeah. Greg's, Greg's responses are... He lists two reasons. The first is that he thinks his dad should take it back mm-hmm. because, quote, just think of how you'd feel if it got if you got a scratch on it. Yep. Um. <laughs> it's not a fucking Porsche. <laughs> it's, not like, like, are, it's not a Lamborghini. Oh, Ryan Gosling, are you talking about car.jpg in the fucking driveway? <laughs> <laughs> I would think literally nothing of it if I got a scratch on that car. I would think, yep. <laughs> oh, that right. The expected has happened. I'm surprised there aren't more scratches. <laughs> his his follow up is ah. Besides, it's too shiny. It hurts my eyes. What? Fucking Greg. <laughs> Greg, you are doing this incredibly badly. In my notes, I literally have quote. I cannot stress enough that it is just a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I, the, the the thumbnail for this for this it should just be pop, the car. It's just be the car. <laughs> uh, T- Terry's like Greg's been acting weird, and then his his mom says, "Have you been acting weird?" <laughs> <laughs> Always go straight to the source. They they get in the car. Mom actually calls shotgun. Yes. During which time uh, Terry steals her food. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Terry fucking eats that shit. Oh, it's so good. We get more of that great. That great car. Uh, <laughs> listen to that baby hum. Oh, God. Says dad. It's the most ridiculous shit that they're trying. That they try. They're trying so, so hard. hard to convince me that this car is good. Is <laughs> like, anything other than just the most bland nothing of a car? Mom says, I always wanted a car with a little muscle. It is. It is a car. <laughs> it is nothing. It, like there is nothing special about it. Like nothing. Like this is the car that cops would use on a stakeout because no one would look at it. Yes, it would be invisible. It's. it's uh, Terry's like put the pedal to metal, Dad, and then uh, Dad's like, "What speed limit?" <laughs> uh, Greg is like desperately trying to show his family the photo right now so so actually greg is the reason that they're distracted while driving yeah because they turn around to look at him mm-hmm. but the photo flies out the car window <laughs> because he was he wasn't holding it <laughs> he was just kind of like <laughs> loosely like uh, yep so that the wind from the so, car would yeah fly maybe again. roll up the window before you take the photo out greg i don't yeah, know maybe but um so the semi thing still happens same thing plays out very similarly except of course that it's greg's fault not his dad's um <laughs> Uh, and then we cut to, we cut to yep. fucking amazing, amazing <laughs> scene. That is immediately telegraphed as a, as a dream sequence. Immediately. You oh, know. immediately. Cause they have like fucking spooky dream music playing in the yeah, background and everything's and the camera is at a Dutch angle and, <laughs> and lines are, are happening on top of other lines. And yeah. Oh, there's like, there's like slow motion, like, yeah, yes. Oh my God. Yes. Did you notice Terry in the background of the scene? 
where he was dual wielding corn cobs. Yes, I literally have it. Ri- I've written down Terry Jewel with the corn cobs. <laughs> I love that so much. That should be the fucking thumbnail. <laughs> uh, yes. So so ta- so it's it is this scene is a direct recreation of the of the cover. Yes. Terry's dad, I'm sorry, Greg's dad is wearing a chef's hat to grill, which is hilarious. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> Terry is as established dual wielding corn cups. <laughs> uh, it's an amazing cover shot recreation. And then they t- he takes the photo. Greg takes the photo, and they're like two dimensional skeletons. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. They were poorly drawn onto the Polaroid that was taken. And it's funny because when you do that normally, like you have to kind of erase the the people that are there because the skeleton would take up less space because they're you know yeah it's thinner and they're smaller yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah so yeah. what you they would do is like black out also you'd see through it yeah that too <laughs> they black out the people that are actually there and then they draw on the skeleton on top of that right and it just looks. It's so fucking cartoony, and I love it so much. It's so good. It's great. It's ridiculous. I love it's it. It's like they drew the skeletons on with, like, white out. <laughs> this is another moment where the show is clearly having fun. Yes. And I like that. Absolutely. So we just forget this dream ever happened, basically, and cut to Bird, who is still fucking juggling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Bird, Greg's, like, trying to convey that this camera is fucked up, and Bird's like, I'll, uh, if, I'll, I'll make a prediction. Tomorrow, men in white coats are going to come and take you away. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, that's all right. Yeah, the bullies show up here, which is much better than in the book, to be honest. I mean, I guess we're maybe at the same like point in the story, mm-hmm. kind of. Not really, but like, it, it, it feels more natural for them to be here. Let's put it that way. Right. They also appear to be twenty years old. Yeah, that was weird. Like, don't you guys have like a college class to go to? Or? Yeah, aren't you guys in college or do you need some credits today? They uh, want, to take, want to take the camera again, but this time we get an escape sequence with amazing action music, <laughs> like stellar, stellar action music. Well, because your face is gonna break the camera. You want that stupid smile to be permanent, fish? It's bird. Run! Get them! And they just like leap into Sherry's yard. Yeah. And Sherry quickly notes to them, you guys could have just used the, the door. <laughs> but she's like, ah, oh, great. Good that you're, I'm sorry. She's like, great timing. Now you can take my picture. How's this? <laughs> like, <laughs> so she goes and takes the most boring pose of all time by a tree. Yeah. And the, so she's yet again, not in the picture. Mm. Okay. But instead of dwelling on this at all, Terry's, Terry appears in this yard. <laughs> Terry's just like, hey, dad's car's been fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like the the like emotion of that is not conveyed at all. Like it's not as tense or scary as the book in any way. No. It eh, particularly because the next scene we cut to the 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 hospital, Terry's dad is A fine. Yeah. Uh and like yucking it up, but B I'm um, Terry and Greg. B Terry has signed his dad's cast. Yeah, did you see what it said? Yeah, you cracked me up. <laughs> you cracked me up. Signed Terry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Terry. I love I love Terry. Terry's great. Uh yeah, I love Terry in this. Um 
uh it, like it really does not seem as serious i mean like the car is totaled so the the camera thing is tr- is happening but like it, it really does not come off as like the, the 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 stressful thing it needs to be you know what i mean right like i i, like, I like this was fine and i just feel like this episode is not it's definitely not leaning into the the, the horror elements of this story yeah and I, it's definitely going for like the goofy parts. yeah it's definitely uh yucking it up which you know for yeah. for a kids show is like uh, i can understand why the the people involved didn't want to go hard on like the stress of, especially with like you know stranger danger and like you know the yeah. idea that you know uh kidnapping a girl and like her just disappearing <sighs> Uh, that might i mean i, I would, yeah that might be a little bit fucked up i would say it's like if you think about the fact that goosebumps aired on saturday morning mm. that kind of makes sense you know yeah yeah like like are you for the dark aired on saturday night and it was scary yeah yeah totally totally but like the goosebumps episodes not counting the the, the vhs specials aired on saturday morning yeah to my recollection i guess that makes more sense because i have in my notes that um when joey and mickey were hassling greg and bird uh and them running away it it is the most power rangers that this show has ever felt oh very yeah yeah and like yeah so they're really kind of leaning into that kind of stuff so uh, it, that makes a lot of sense when you say that it aired on in the mornings yeah yeah it just feels like this is this is like a light-hearted morning thing yeah. so we're not dwelling on how badly greg's dad is fucked up um, Which is weird because I remember watching some of these. Like I remember specifically watching the Haunted Mask at night. Oh, I well, yes, I did watch that at night. But also that was on VHS. And that was a special. That, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. But, but, well, because I also remember uh, Terror Tower aired on a weeknight, and I remember that because I had like a a soccer practice or whatever, mm-hmm. and I wanted to get home to watch Terror Tower as like a special like Thursday night event mm. but i know for a fact that i watch goosebumps on saturday mornings as part of the fox kids block i know that yeah for for sure so like i don't know uh, but I, <laughs> maybe the specials aired on different days yeah maybe maybe eh, probably anyway uh we cut to a fucking wild segment. oh my god I, I this part is this part is so nuts. i feel like <laughs> i feel like if you haven't seen this specific segment i i need to figure out like i hope it's on youtube and if it's not, I, I need to cut this specific segment out and post it either on Twitter or like on Patreon or something just so that everybody can watch it and see it. Because like Mario isn't fucking around. This scene is fucking wild. It's crazy. If it reads like a parody of something. Yeah, it, it's it's I don't know. I don't know if any person in it agreed with the other person about what show they're making. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like Ryan Gosling is clearly being the protagonist in a Fox kids Saturday morning TV show. Right. Right. <laughs> so he's like, okay. So the scene is that the police have come to Greg's house. Yes. Sherry has gone missing. T- Sherry is missing. The police have shown up. It's definitely not officer Riddick. Okay. As described in the book, the it's a, it is a, um, uh, I can only describe the detective, as imagine if the chief from Carmen San Diego was in Predator 2. <laughs> like, That's was one of the cops in Predator 2. That is extremely effective. 
I, I, you have conjured an image in my mind that is one to one with this woman. Like she looks like a sci-fi detective in like a sci-fi, a cyberpunk noir story. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she is uh, right next to what I can only the most generic policeman ever. Yeah, much like a car JPEG, you've got cop JPEG. <laughs> he's he's complete with sunglasses. He's got a he's got at that. night at night absolutely at night because of course. Like he reads like a, like a cop from Reno nine one one. Like he actually looks like uh, he d- Dangle, but with like but actually in clothes, in like cop clothes. And he acts like he's playing the fucking Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that about? He's like the fucking T one thousand. It's bizarre. It's, <laughs> like it's 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 wild. So like so the, so so they're like we you know we're 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 here to at, uh, sh- about Sherry something bad's happening to, to her and and Ryan Gosling's like I knew it and and the detective's like you knew it. <laughs> like and he's like uh i mean you know i knew it because you guys were here <laughs> and then the other cops like are you fucking lying to me <laughs> like, Listen, are you fucking you hiding me like, fucking kill you fucking you. Shit. <laughs> i i have like i just have a note it's like can we take it easy he's fucking 12 <laughs> like like the like t1000 is like interrogating this yeah. child okay cyberpunk cop is like I, I don't know what she's doing. I don't know what she's doing. She's just asking questions, man. Yeah, she's just asking the questions. Uh, like, because he's like, oh, I, well, I, the last time I saw her was on Saturday. What was the party? I took a picture of her. And she's like, oh, a picture. Well, I have to see that. Oh, this is the picture. <laughs> like, and he's like, well, um, I don't know. As, and he's holding the fucking picture. The other cop's like, show the fucking picture. <laughs> he's holding the picture for some weird yeah. reason. I don't know why. Yeah. And, there, and she immediately goes like, well, that's the picture right there. Let me see it. And he's like, well, I don't know. It's like, well, are you withholding evidence, you little fuck? And the cop's like, I'm going to fucking draw my gun in a minute if you don't give me that fucking picture. <laughs> and uh, the, one of the reasons why this reads so fucking strangely is because, and this has happened multiple times at this point, there is a, there is like an extreme close-up on, yes, yes. on the, on the uh, sunglasses cop's face. And it happens, yep. I counted, five times where they'll be talking and then suddenly uh, it'll smash cut to this dude extreme close up where you can see Ryan, Ryan Gosling in his in the reflection of his sunglasses with this accompanying sound effect done Do you know Sherry Walker? Sherry? Uh yeah, she's uh she's one of my best friends. When was the last time you saw her? Uh, yeah, it sounds it feels like we are supposed to be afraid of this cop, which I mean fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, but it's also the '90s. <laughs> you know, it's like '90s kids TV. I don't think you know what I mean. Like, and these cops in this show are not part of the monster. Right? Like, it's it's so weird. It, the tone is so weird. It, it is. Um, uh, for our purposes, it is impeccable. It is. <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's like I was watching it like, oh, watch over me, <laughs> like like it like a cool wave, like. <laughs> Truly, truly. I, I want to bask in this feeling. Um, oh, man. I, I just want to watch it again. Literally, <laughs> at the end of this, the cop is the, the glasses cop, T1000, is like, you better not be lying to us. Because if you are, we'll find out. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Okay. <laughs> like, I guess this child is one of your key suspects. <laughs> prime suspects, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and then they leave. They leave in what I am pretty sure is 
Greg's dad's car. <laughs> I need to watch like, that again. It oh is an god. identical car. Oh my god, I need to watch it. They only had one. Uh, they only had the budget for they one, had one car. car. It's like, look, we got one car and we got to total it. Let's shoot this out of order. And <laughs> oh my god. Uh, also, they leave and walk directly past Spidey, yeah. who is hiding behind a tree. Not well. Not hiding nope. well. He's just behind a tree. Yeah. In my notes, I have love how cops didn't notice middle-aged Quicksilver hiding behind a tree as they left. <laughs> I have I have the police leave in what appears to be dad's car, just not caring about the steampunk scientist in Greg's yard. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Bird, who is still God, juggling. I literally, my, my notes, I have Bird is constantly juggling. What, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that was in the script or if the actor was uh, like, dude, it's, I need to give my character something. It's totally the actor. The actor showed up on the, uh, the fucking set and was like, all right, I can do my lines. You know how well I can do my lines? I could do them while I'm, I'm juggling. <laughs> and then he just um, That's fucking wild. Greg has determined the camera predicts the future and makes it bad. Yes. And then he uh, tears up the photos and throws the camera, but it does not break. And he's like, There's, that's weird. There's not a scratch. Yeah, it's made of like industrial grade <laughs> space metal. Like, no fucking wonder. It's, you <laughs> got a stainless steel fucking camera, you idiot. <laughs> I want to edit that scene where he throws the camera because when it, it, the sound effect for it, when it hits the ground, is just like yeah. a plastic, like, yeah. I want to yeah. <laughs> fucking edit that where I take that sound out and just replace it with like a metal. Kong. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um I would also like to know I did like the fact that in this episode as opposed to Monster Blood, Greg specifically says that he will not throw the camera away because someone else might get it. Mhm. And then they might use it. Uh and I think that's good. It's good that our that our protagonist cares. Yes. <laughs> like Absolutely. And then uh so Greg asks Bird if he'll come with him to take it back and Greg's like, "Well, I got a lot of stuff to do with my dad <laughs> today. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff to do with my dad." Quote, and then quote, Greg's like, "You're going to put all this on me?" Yeah, yeah. But before that, he he uh, Bar- Bird specifically says, "I got a lot of lot of stuff to do for my dad." A whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Greg goes to Spidey's place for the camera and Sherry is just fucking there. Yep. She's like, I came back and Bird told me about the thing you were talking about. And because I had not read the book yet and because she's 80 yard and delivers her lines like Bird told me about the thing you did. I was like, is she fucking like a ghost? Like, What is <laughs> happening? Am I supposed to be like scared now? <laughs> like, Has Sherry been compromised? Is she, yeah, is she, uh, yeah, is she been, is she a photo person now? What's happening? A creature of the photo. But anyway, yeah, she returned when they tried the photograph. Greg shines his flashlight like directly in her face. <laughs> it's a product of uh, bad lighting because uh, in order to, yeah. to light the scene and have the flashlight, you have to expose for one or the other. So they wanted you to yeah. know that it was her and her face, but the only way for them to be able to do that was to shine the light directly in her eyes the entire time it's hilarious uh i can't remember why it happens but i do just have a note that there are some random cat stock sound effects yeah no i that play at this moment i have uh they uh, uh this is from my notes uh they managed to use every single stock cat yowling sound everyone, effect known to man in this them. one scene <laughs> i'm gonna bring it back yeah i know bird told me I couldn't let you do it by yourself. Thanks. Come on. Let's get this over with. It's got it all. It's got... (laughs) It's got... (laughs) 
It's got it all. They're all here, kids. It's like they took the one cat like sound effect like that has all of them in it, just the string out, and then dot mp3, like cat yowling string out dot mp3, and just put it all in there and didn't cut it up at all. It's so it's good. Wonderful. It's so wonderful. They go inside, and someone's like, I don't see Spidey, at which point he instantly appears. So we wasted no time on that one. And he appears, the camera cuts like really close, like in it. In close up, right? Yeah. And he's doing the primitive types via the camera. And then it does like a weird hard cut edit to like where it seems like he's just like talking over himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, I have in my notes that this whole confrontation scene seems like a, it, it was shot like a dream sequence. It's so weird. It, it's very odd. Primitive tribes fear the camera. They believe that if it takes that picture, it will steal their soul. This camera is far worse. Far worse. Far worse. Like, it, it feels like they cut a pause out. Yeah, yeah. And very clearly, you can tell they cut the pause. Yeah, like, it's 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 so strange. Um, uh, but then he goes, they believe that if the camera takes a picture, it will steal their souls. This camera is far worse, far worse, far worse. And it, it, I say that that way because it fucking echoes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I want to say the editor was having fun. But I don't know. <laughs> so they give him the camera back. He says they expect him. He says that he expected them to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, basically insinuates he made the camera. So in this version, he did make the camera. Specifically, they ask if he invented it, and he says, "Do you think I've always been a wretched creature sneaking about at night? <laughs> <laughs> Do you always think I've been a miserable pile of secrets?" <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, it's uh, yeah. So um. The camera in this definitively makes the future happen. Yes. I don't know. I just have a note that says Spidey wears goggles for no reason. <laughs> I don't know why. So he stole them leave because they know too much. Yep. Same thing. He tries to kill Greg. Mm-hmm. Yet again, I believe yet again, Sherry takes the photo. In this one, however, yes. I just have noted that Spidey is fucking transmogrified. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, I have in my notes, uh, this is all in caps, uh, what the shit just happened to Spidey? <laughs> he gets fucking, <laughs> fucking zinked into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> he gets Star Trek warped inside the fucking camera. Yeah, yes. And then it turns around and... Oh my God, he in the camera. Yeah, he is literally in the camera now. <laughs> trapped there forever, except that. Uh, ex- <laughs> trapped there forever, or it would have been forever, if not for... About 40 seconds later, when the bullies come in, <laughs> and again shines the flashlight directly in his friend's eyes. <laughs> so good. They take a photo with the camera again, and instantly Spidey is like out of the camera and like menacingly arises behind them. Which, how does that work? Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's as good an ending as the book at all. No, it absolutely isn't because it's like, wait, hold on. The camera is the evil one. The camera is the thing that wants to steal souls. Right, right, right. Why is Spidey the cliffhanger ending? And also, why did the camera let Spidey out? Yeah, 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 yeah. It implies that if any person had taken the photo, Spidey would get out and then also that Spidey getting out is somehow important. Like, it doesn't matter if Spidey gets out or not. Yeah, he's just like, going to hide the fucking camera and make sure no one uses it again. Yeah, this is a big win for Spidey, except that he has to deal with these two dumb kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if anything, the bigger cliffhanger is the one from the book where, oh, the kids uh, absolutely. found it, and then what the fuck are they going to get up to? 
So the problem is the camera being out in the world taking photos. Yes. The problem is not that Spidey exists. <laughs> I also we haven't mentioned it, but I love the fact that this is a monster. Uh, the, well, quote unquote monster. This is a uh, an evil entity uh, that this book, Goosebumps yeah. book covers. Where the way to um, not be affected by it, or the way to make sure that no one gets affected by it, is to just not use it. Yeah, is to just make sure. Oh no yeah, one, absolutely. Yeah, just don't use just, it. Just, just walk away from just... it. Stop clicking the fucking shutter button. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not like you're compelled to use it for any reason. Right. It's not like it's not making you use it. So no, you just don't have to do it. Yeah, like, just don't. Just just don't. Greg could have definitely kept the camera and just never used it again. Exactly. <laughs> like the problem with monster blood is that even if you tried to hide it, it would get getting bigger and bigger and more of and more of a problem. Right. Right. And right. like hiding it is like the exact opposite of what you should do, which is tell people about it and maybe you can you figure out how to contain it. But this one is literally just, no, put it in a closet and forget about it. <laughs> so yeah, just don't bother with this fucking camera. Yeah, just fucking yeah. Yes. put yeah. it away, throw it away. Yep. So anyway, uh, yeah. So um, I want, I guess we can do uh, your patented review. Okay. And then uh, I actually went through all of the books we have. And I gave them my own score. Okay. So let's do yours first with Mario's patented review TM. Okay, Mario's patented review TM. Um, okay, so relatability kid zone. Now, originally I said six. Mm-hmm. I think I'll up it to uh, seven. Ah, not bad. Because I, I do think that these kids feel real. Yeah. There's there's a lot of moments that feel fairly true to how kids behave. Yeah. I think the interactions with Michael feel pretty legit. Yeah. I think Greg feels like a relatable protagonist in ways that some of the other kids have not felt. Yeah. Bird is way too annoying to be real. (laughs) Yeah. No one would want to be around him. Yeah. Uh, Bird sucks. (laughs) Um, for a scariness factor, I will say it is an eight. I think that its imagery is really solid mm-hmm. and like existentially dready. You yeah. know, I'm into it. I'm into this. Yeah. This is good. Absolutely. This is good. Even if a camera, even you could easily deal with it. It's not like a 10 out of 10. It's not the scariest thing I've ever right, heard. Right, right. But it is, it is effective when it gets going. And I gotta say, for the goosebumps factor as to how goosebumps Arl Steiny it is. If that metric is how often does Arlstein do some really dumb shit? (laughs) How often does he fall into like bad fake out writing goofy crap that just doesn't like that, that, you know, you're just like, Oh my God, this is, this is some dumb (laughs) stuff right here, kids. Um, I, I have to say this is like, I, I did a control F on how many fake outs there were. I think it would be like a five. Wow. Monster Blue was like a 3,000. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, it was like huge. Uh, this is a very reasonable number. This is a very manageable number of times you would go, oh, okay, all right, come on. Yeah, that feels right. So, Bob, what are what are your reviews of these past four books? So, I'll keep it quick, but uh, uh, I gave Welcome to Dead House an eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. that's right. I think uh, Stay Out of the Basement, I gave a 7 out of 10, or maybe a 7.5. I need to revisit that. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Monster Blood, 4 out of 10. Generous. Generous. (laughs) I'm waffling on like 3 out of 10, potentially. But one of the reasons why I'm doing this is because I want to, at the very end of, uh, uh, once we get through all of the books. Oh, oh, like kind of. 
Yeah. So I'll adjust these be able to, based yeah. on some other stuff that happens. Maybe, you know, Monster Blood 4 is going to give me per some perspective. But um, okay. uh, Say Cheese and Die is in there with 9 out of 10. All right. Okay. I, okay. This book, uh, this audiobook and the show were a treat. Yeah, I really enjoyed it them. It scared me at the beginning, and it, it it went to an incredibly goofy place at the very end. Um, the very, very end. But everything in the middle felt like I was actually interested in it, and I wanted to know like what happens. It was, it, yeah. it was yes. damn good. Damn, damn good. I enjoyed it immensely. I am so happy that this happened, that it turned out this good. Yes. Because, again, and as I said in the previous episode, Say Cheese and Die is like, quintessential goosebumps i agree this is like i i think i i messaged you about this too like when i was reading it what i thought was okay this is what goosebumps is yes this this is what goosebumps yeah, 100 like it's a it's a pretty compelling lightly spooky very kid oriented but like relatable engaging story yeah with these like small town monster spooky things. I, I was very on board with Absolutely. This. I think that more Goosebumps books should be centralized around like this kind of a concept. Like, yeah, yes. And like, I could have kept reading a billion bad monster blood books. That's fine. But like, <laughs> I'm so glad that we, that they're not like this. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that there are more that, uh, title. There are more in the monster blood series, the monster blood line. Yeah. But I'm glad that the rest of the series isn't just going to be that fucking shit. Yeah. Shall we describe the cover of the next book, which is The Curse of the Mummies 2? Uh, do you want to do alternate titles first? Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you go, and then I'll go. Okay. Um, mm, what's a good, dumb title for this? Um, how about... Oh, no. My car. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, bad car, shitty car, bad, bad car, not good. Um, so, uh, okay, okay. What about, what about, what about, what about, what about, um, shutter speed? Ooh, like S H U D D E R. There you go. There you go. Um, or how about, uh, don't rifle through a homeless person's belongings. <laughs> <laughs> Leave homeless people alone <laughs> with an exclamation mark. At the end. <laughs> what about like uh, F stop? F stop. Because F stop is yeah, it's a camera term. But what about yeah, what yeah, about yeah, like yeah, yeah. H stop for your heart? Okay, okay, okay. That's pretty dumb. <laughs> They're all dumb. Uh, what's, Bob. what's what's a good? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, we are competing with say cheese and die, but the pro the problem is the problem is this is an unusual one because. R.L. Stein's already done the dumbest title possible. Yeah, yeah. And it's the the best title. You can't make a better one than this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Ched Ched die. Uh, say, <laughs> say Cheddar and die. Ched dead. <laughs> oh God. All right, I think that's enough. Okay. You ready to predict? Cover. Predict the twist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So the cover of this book, let's just say it real quickly, is a. It's a. It's a mummy. I mean, let's just not be around the bush. It's a. It's a mummy. It's a good looking mummy. Uh. But it's, it is a mummy. It is a mummy standing in front of a stone. The caption is, what will wake the dead? Well, based on that, maybe the twist is like a real, real loud fart. 
<laughs> like a real loud, real loud fart I, <laughs> in the night. <laughs> this is one of those books where I had it as a kid, but I never read it. I had the I had a, a journal with this on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I did too, and I'm misremembering. Oh man, what could the twist be? Maybe the main character is a mummy. That seems very easy, but then again, it is a goosebumps oh, book, true. so it's non-zero possibility. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, yeah, the the cool thing about a mummy is that there's there can be someone underneath. Like, a, you know, yeah. like a Scooby-Doo episode. Maybe that's the twist. Yeah. It's, it's Scooby-Doo. It's Scooby-Doo under do you Okay, so do you think that it'll be like the book will be like maybe the mummy is fake and then at the end the mummy will be real? Yeah, but a different kind of monster. Oh, okay. Like underneath the wrappings, it's like... It's Dracula. Yeah, it's Dracula or it's like... <laughs> it's Dracula. It's like, I just do this on the weekends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just cover myself up because I'm scared of the sunlight ah i think this is also one where the cover went through a couple revisions uh ah. where the uh there were, i think jacobus was messing around with whether the eyes should be glowing or not like some of the versions yes absolutely did not yes. have the glowing eyes so. I, I think it's it's just difficult it's difficult because you look at it and you think oh yeah it's a story about a mummy got it yep, yep. got it yep Okay. <laughs> sounds, yep. Sounds right. <laughs> Look, we all know it's not going to be. <laughs> yep. We all know it's not going to be the mummy. So. Right. It's like okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So I'm predicting. I am predicting either the entire book will be them saying the mummy is not real, and at the end it will be real. Mm. Or, scratch that, reverse it. The end of the book, the mummy is the character's mom mm-hmm. in disguise. Mm-hmm. 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 I can see that. And she's just a fucking freak. A, a fucking freak. Uh, <laughs> a fucking freak. You, you finally did. You found a way to get it in there. I did it. I got it in there. <laughs> you organically got it in there. Like a fucking freak. <laughs> Alrighty, <clears throat> I really wish this fucking hot rod would quit doing circles around the apartment complex. Well, you know it's Saturday. It's when you you know the day of the week when you do that. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta let everybody know your dominance. You gotta let you gotta let them know. Come on, y'all. I'm dominant. Come on. <laughs> I'm dominant. I'm dominant. <laughs> it's me. I'm dominant. I'm I'm alpha. Come on. <laughs> Please, I won't be alpha. I won't be alpha. Did you see? I tweeted earlier that the the Facebook post I saw that was like when you were a kid, you wanted to be Goku. Yes, yes, I saw that. When you're an adult, you understand Vegeta. What is? That's that? exactly what that's like. When you understand, <laughs> as I'm doing my, I'm driving my hot rod around the apartment complex. Oh, dude, that's perfect. I understand Vegeta. Whenever, yeah, whenever I see someone who, uh, who, um, like is a quote unquote alpha or one of those fucking shitty like people, I'll be like, I bet that dude understands Vegeta. He understands Vegeta. That guy, that guy understands Vegeta. Me, I don't get him. Me, I understand Majin Buu because I love cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I understand Kid Buu because I'm a little fucking shit. I suck. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go ahead and do this. The car is gone. Clap, clap. Clap, clap. You're supposed to sink it, but whatever. Oh my, it's back! <laughs> this guy understands Vegeta to a fuck, to a DNA level, a molecular level. This guy level. gets Vegeta. This guy fucks Vegeta. <laughs>
Let's start the podcast there. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> this guy fucks Vegeta. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to hey. You Can't Scare Me. This guy fucks Vegeta. 